Hi, this is Mark, and welcome to Nerdology. And I'm very pleased to be joined by friends of the show. It's the third time back now. <sighs> Mr. Lee Rawlings. Hello. And Mr. Simon Brett. Hello. It's like a trilogy. It is, it is. <laughs> Funny you should mention, well, yeah. Yeah, I always think of it as a trilogy, but anyway. Third one's always we'll, the worst, we'll, though. We'll go into that. <laughs> We're on commentary duty again, aren't we? We are. We love a commentary, don't we? We do. I'm not sure whether you guys do, but we're going to carry on with them anyway, because <laughs> I quite enjoy the process. Today, we are going to be watching, in my opinion, the granddaddy of the modern sci-fi movie, which is Star Wars, latterly called A New Hope. Yeah. I just yeah. call it Star Wars. Heard about crap, school. really. But yeah. The film. Right, get out. <laughs> 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 right, so hopefully you've got your DVDs or your Blu-rays Stuck into your player and you are ready to press play. We are going to do that in three, two, one, play. Black screen, always good start. Giving that feeling of darkness to the film. There we go. There we go. The old 20th century Fox logo. Ooh. I don't know about you, but uh, ever since Star Wars. Any film from 20th Century Fox when it starts, yeah. I mean, Star Wars. Back. I don't. I don't know if I've got this right or not, but you know the there's two versions in there where it just and it either stops. <laughs> but if it carries on after that, it means it's in cinemascope. Oh, oh I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And that would that, 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 that would have been. Cinemascope, uh-huh. I think. I may be wrong. Now, when the music kicks in, obviously we can't hear the music, can we? But it kicks in straight away, does it? Or not? After this bit? After this bit. Yeah, pretty much. Boom. There. There it is, right? Now, who was at the cinema watching this in 77? Not me. No, I wasn't allowed to go. until 78. I don't okay. Know. That that music when it kicked in made the whole audience jump where I was, <laughs> <laughs> which is what it should be. Of course, a new hope. The writing at the beginning was added on the was it the second or third print? I'm not sure. It was uh, it was added further on. The original release didn't have that. Did, mm-hmm. did this not have anything? So this film didn't have this at the beginning originally. Yes, it had. But it, it had the crawl, it but have, it didn't have a new hope written on it. It wasn't. Oh, called, I see. What it you wasn't mean. called so episode four. Obviously, no, no, of course not. Yeah. So what is called the crawl? Yeah. The official title for this way of showing Episode words. Episode four in, in originally planned nine parts, I think. Yeah. Sinister Agents. Do you know, I've never probably read that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a lie. Of course, have. that's all computer now, isn't it? Because that was... Yeah. And he had to use four, four full stops at the end just to make it even. <laughs> was that done on like a you know a toilet roll tube or something well originally it would have been yeah something like that isn't it something really simple it's got to be that Starfield is great by the way mm. yeah. that's very believable Starfield there's a, there's a gap in the middle though that, 2001 right. A Space Odyssey Starfield that and there we go and uh, it was literally holes in sheets wasn't it initially no was it I don't know spoiling the uh, the genius and this shot. And this shot, of course, happens. The blockade runner. Takes your breath away, doesn't it? Look at that. 
Now, obviously, on the big screen, you see this, you think, wow, that's big. And then by this point, you're going, no, no that's really big. It still <laughs> yeah. looks better than and CGI, doesn't it? It's yeah. It does look better than CGI. That's huge. Uh, this is all model work. Um, yep. Obviously, this this new version's probably got a few CGI touches to it, but um, generally speaking, the, all the model work on the ships is just incredible, isn't it? I absolutely love their helmets, <laughs> and I don't say that very often. Oh, mate! But, Seriously, I mean, uh, Anthony Daniels, right? C three PO is that his name? Yep. Yes. Right. That's a very skinny costume. He must be a very skinny person to get in that costume because that's was. a skinny costume. Uh, what's it made out of? Do you know? Was that? It's not metal, is it? I don't know. I, I know there's a rubber layer underneath, isn't there? He was absolutely in the desert scenes. He was yeah sweating like a. I think I've heard stories that it would sort of cut into his body as well, which is not particularly pleasant. No. This, I, I remember the cards, you know, the Star Wars bubblegum cards. Mm. I used to get loads of this sequence in every bubblegum pack. Mm. Are these, these guys just standing Which ones there? do you have, the red or the blue ones? Or Both. the yellows? Oh, no, greens, wasn't it? Red, blues and greens? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> All of them. There we go. Yeah. Now, I think I remember seeing a making of um, and everybody being a bit worried that this was going to look like a B-movie, like it's going to look like a part of crap, basically. And they weren't sure that it was even going to work. All the people in it weren't necessarily kind of going, yeah, we're in the greatest film that's ever going to be made. They were kind of no. a little bit embarrassed in some places. But you look at this entrance, it's just fantastic. I think Carrie Fisher was on record as being somewhat dismissive of the um, dialogue well, when she has to, um, to be honest to... Uh, Peter Cushing's character later in the film. Don't think she kind of felt it was the way that people would naturally speak to each other. Well, Harrison Ford, wouldn't it? Famously said to George Lucas, "George, you can write this shit, but you can't say it." <laughs> <laughs> well, he's probably he not is. wrong. Is that yeah. Peter Purvis? Yeah, <laughs> the Green Cross Code man. Not Peter Purvis. Wasn't it? Who was it? Dave Prowse. Oh, Dave Prowse. Sorry, I thought you were joking. No, no, I get Peter <laughs> Purvis was on no, Blue I, Peter. I get him properly. Obviously, Stephen. I get him properly confused. Stephen Taylor. Yes. Who was a Green Cross Code man? Dave Prowse. Dave Prowse. Dave Prowse. Yeah. No. I, yeah. Sorry, I get confused. They look similar. <laughs> See, I can't. You know, when he jump, he goes That's to his three legs. Mm-hmm. The. It's oh, fantastic. Honestly, it's. it's no, the the characterisation of these two. Yeah. Um, you know, you look at it, you think, well, you know, C-3PO's doing all the talking. He's like the English butler, isn't he? The kind of like bossy mm-hmm. English butler of a slightly um, it's, it's annoying stage. kind of kid. <laughs> Things were hinted towards, weren't they? Like talking about Kessel, because Spice Mines are Kessel, and then later on Harrison Ford says... Um, the Kessel run. Know, the Kessel, yeah. Tw- Kessel running under 12 parsecs or whatever. Um, so things were hinted at as far as there being a bigger universe. And of course now with the, the later films and um, the Clone Wars TV series, everything's padded out, isn't it? Mm. Which is great in some respects, but it was only hinted towards in this. Uh, it's that same less is more thing. So do you know, th- I mean, you're an artist, aren't you, Simon? Failed. Um, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> there was a lot of concept design for this film. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it, you look at it and you kind of think, wow, that, 
that is quite out there, actually. Yes. But what about Darth Vader and his, his kind of general look? Did it change a lot, do you know, um, from the conception? Just trying to think of some of those early um, uh, Ralph McCrory paintings. Uh, well, obviously, the, the, the idea of who... Vader was changed from the original ideas, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Design wise, I think it was it was far more almost like a scuba diver, right? Because um, it could look rubbish. It could have looked just yes. slight, slight, a slight difference in the size of the helmet. Yeah, whatever could have made it look well, absolute pants. We but have they, proof of that, it, don't we? Because Revenge of the Sith, when right. they remade the costume, yeah. it was done all done by computer and uh. sculpted, and it was made symmetrically as, rather than by sight, which this yeah. one was, and it doesn't look quite right. Mm, never thought about that. I'll have to go back and look at it. Mm. Yeah, these guys, uh, th- those um, those costumes are pretty cool as well because they're quite grey and military. And it's not this. Uh, this is a science fiction blockbuster, and you look at all mm. the science fiction blockbusters of the '60s and the '50s, and it's all B movie stuff. It's all really over the top. This is kind of like a B movie, but done with a lot of seriousness surrounding it with. Uh, you know, someone's taken a lot of time thinking about it. I think in space they mentioned that if those guys who just watched the escape pod go had actually shot it down, then the rest of the story wouldn't have happened. Yeah. They've been doing their job properly. There must be loads of stories like that. Mm-hmm. Bless her. Strapped down as she was. Mm. Parts of her anatomy were taped up, weren't they? I'd yeah, didn't George Lucas have this theory that they wouldn't have bras in space? I don't know. <laughs> I think that's to, that story's gone around. Yeah, whether Good that was tongue in cheek, I don't know. But. <laughs> Joke. What are is those that, things on the back? I was of the about to say. I think they're like um, drinks. You know, it's like a fizzy drink in there, if in case you get a bit peckish. Well, so when they're queuing up, they can yeah. have a drink of each other's tankard. Who's this guy on the left? He looks like he could be a bank robber in Sweeney. Now is he? Sorry, we haven't got the sound turned up. Is he British? Or because is this thing about all the bad guys? Most of them tend British. to be, don't they? Possibly. Yeah, I've never look at it. He's got a great face, like Christopher Eccleston. Mm. You guys have probably seen all the the making ofs. I think one of the things that really struck me, I can't remember which one it was now, and they had um, some footage shot on the soundstage of them filming it, and you've got Dave Prowse. Oh yeah, doing doing the lines. Yeah, and it's just oh, it's painful, isn't it? Bill Bailey said it, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. I can't remember the lines, my brain. And he was absolutely stunned that they didn't use his voice in the end. <laughs> and they dubbed in James Earl Jones. Part of the Rebel Alliance and you're a traitor. <laughs> <laughs> just so evocative. All of a sudden, I'm just seven years old again. Okay, it's so really this, odd. this is Tunisia, I presume. Mm. This is where they filmed it, isn't it? What a great idea. A desert planet. You know, we were reading Dune at the time as well. Well, I wasn't, but my brother was. And he was telling me about how good Dune was. And I can imagine it and and then this film comes along you go yeah that's what i imagine dune to look like didn't they have all sorts of problems with the filming of this part because they had awful weather and it trashed half their sets and things like that really mm. yeah what kind of weather like snow of... well because the same thing happened <laughs> during the phantom menace and they so said hurricane it was, force it was almost oh okay it was almost like a sign that star wars was back because it happened um <laughs> during the filming of yeah so we didn't that st- film stop it really. oh, I'm hey joking. joking kids love it <laughs> I say that no, I saw this when I was eight, <laughs> but again, characterization—you know—with look at it—it's a tin pot that whistles. 
Yet you know exactly dirty. what it's you know exactly what it's thinking about. Yeah, actually, the dirtiness and the grittiness of these films. Uh, there's something else that I really loved, which I think the new films missed out on. Really, it was a bit too shiny. Yeah, with all the CGI. Well, I think uh, the idea was that it was all new when those films were done, but it, it, unfortunately it kind of... I wonder if there's a, a, a deliberate kind of uh, a way of making it not like 2001 A Space Odyssey, which had occurred 10 years before this and was groundbreaking in its effects and everything else. And it was a very clean clinical ship that Kubrick had made. And then you've got all the dirt and grime and grit of this these uh, you know films. All right, so is that a crate dragon? Is that what they call them? What? It's got a name? It's got a name. Everything's got a name. All the extras have got names now. They have, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. and figures. Yeah. Figures talk about, out. Talk about retconning. <laughs> yeah, look, you can, buy, you can buy that cloud. It's got a name. <laughs> yeah, this is it. You can buy everything there now, can't you? Toys of, of it all. And these beautiful little wipes. <laughs> this is new, isn't it? Yeah, it was. The sky was added. Uh... It wasn't as tall a shop at, shot as that. No. It's really yeah. graded, isn't it? There's like a this tinge to it now, which there wasn't before. Cause, yeah, because didn't the early print, it wasn't quite as red as that. It it just looked kind of dusky before. Careless Jower. Beep, blip, blip, beep. We've got that on the subtitles. <laughs> is there any point of putting that on there, to be honest? This is like the canine moment. You have to find a flat ground for the robot to glide along. Mm-hmm. What's uh, who's the actor that was inside canine? The inside canine. Canine? Did I just say canine? Did, I meant, yeah. meant R two D two. Sorry, Kenny Baker. Yeah, there was Kenny a real Baker. dog inside canine. <laughs> 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 Kenny Baker was in canine. <laughs> canine was actually yeah. Not many people know, but the canine was actually a chihuahua inside <laughs> <laughs> on a pedlo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it was a little monkey inside canine. Do you know? I really felt that when I first saw that. Yeah, when, when they hit that, you know, that that's the other thing. It's very, um, it, you know, when people get hurt, punched, hit, shot, you really feel it in this film. These guys are great creations. They were kids, weren't they? Mainly, I think. I think there was one or two uh, dwarves. Yeah. I think, but mainly they were children. Yeah, like my children. Look at them wearing goggles with lights on, stealing things. They're trying to duh, duh, burst the Come on, let's do the Congo. <laughs> you could play that music over this bit. I think it would work. Sorry, Mark. Let's be serious. It's your favourite <laughs> film. Now, I tried to. I don't know whether it's ever been explained in any comics or anything like that. It's exactly what the Jawas look like underneath their hoods. Oh, so you've, you can get the figure. Well, I've got a figure, yeah, but you can't take the hood off. You can it's in the molded. original one. The original one's cloth. And take it off, and it's just like it's like a black mummy. It's like a mummy's head with wrapped bandages around it and two little eyes. Oh, is it? I'm sure of it. Mine Either that or... I, mine had a plastic hood, but over the top of it was a fabric cloak. The, er- uh, the early figure had a plastic cloak like the other ones. You know, like the Darth mm. Vader, the rubbish Darth Vader one. Ah, oh, and the little tiny lightsaber that came out of Darth Vader's hand and Ben Kenobi's hand. Yeah, the little you just You just push it yeah. and it comes out. Oh, it's... Who invented that? I want to meet them pe- person and shake their hand. <laughs> I just used to chew the little thin bit off the end. Yeah. I say that like that's Death the thing Star to droid. do. Yeah. So that's called a Death Star droid. Yes. Yeah, He, you got loads of him in the shops. He was cheap. 
Really? Uh, yeah, and this one here to the left, that what, big square droid. thing. Yeah. R4 D4. Do they call it the gonk or something? Oh, because of the noise it made. Power droid, I think it was called. So you, uh, we had loads of him. His arms were always wobbling, didn't work. Is that R4 D4? R5 D4. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Pedant. Wally. It's Wally. That was Wally, wasn't it? Didn't we just see Wally there? Where's Wally? Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, you turnip. Can't believe you said that. This is hilarious. That's how you know Kenny Baker's inside because it shuffles around. Right. Yeah, but the great thing is, that, you know, they're all crazy, mental, bizarre-looking things. But they're all doing a job. They're all, mm. you know, you're not focusing entirely on the character of something else. Are they? You're focusing on these two droids. Even though they're all interesting, they're getting on with what they do. And they're quite unaware. And again, another weird, interesting design. Mm. I mean, who came up with that? Huge mammoth, weird oh, looking. There's a dewback. Are we going to get I'm, a commentary about all the names, the retcon yeah, names? Um, yeah, I'm preaching sure to convert it because everyone knows this anyway. Probably anyone who's that wasn't the shot with uh, a stormtrooper on just like a stuffed version of one of these. Yes, not yes. moving. Yeah, this yeah. Is new for this. The I have got to be perfectly special. honest. I prefer them not moving. Uh, these guys have got like orange pads on the side of their. Surprisingly look. good. Is this from the original that film? Was a, no, that's this a new bit? shot as well. That's not CGI, is it? No, I don't think it is. I think they had a more. It looks like a model. The new shot. model that could do wheelies and stuff. Oh, that was a poke in the eye, wasn't it? Vicious swine. We need a. Tra- has anybody done a YouTube translation of what R2D2 is really saying? I bet he cusses a lot. I bet he's a white little swearer. <laughs> in the, in the uh, one of the Family Guy uh, Star Wars episodes, have you seen those? Yeah, I've seen the first two. Yeah, he's uh, he's kind of a bit badass in that, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Seems to remember him getting out a. Uh, he's only a got one eye. People, that one's got his nose is glowing. He's like the Rudolph of Jowers. Yeah, they missed that, didn't they? When they did the touching up. Yeah, George. The tweaking. <laughs> the <laughs> not leaving alone. George, your jowl's only got one eye. <laughs> you could get him as part of the droid factory, couldn't you, that thing? Well, and this as well. The the spiky thing, that that was such a rubbish robot. That was like out of Blake 7, wasn't it? Anybody remembers was Blake 7? The tread, was it that the treadmill robot? I can't remember. What's that one called I mean, then, Simon? I don't know. Simon, what's that called? Globy, a half-globy thing. That's in uh, Robot Wars. That we have this over in the UK. I don't know if the rest was of the world it, has robots. Was it piloted by George something? <laughs> George. Some strange bloke called George. No idea. What? Do you remember in Robot Wars that there was a one that just kept winning and it was driven by someone called George in Robot Wars? No? <sighs> That's nice greenery, isn't it, Mark? Do you think? <laughs> No, I don't remember George that. is probably listening to this. He is. Go, George. Right, so um, uh, this is a fantastic idea. The fact that it's a farm, and you're thinking, well, what kind of farm? A moisture farm in the middle of a desert. Mm. Brilliant idea. Mm. I love that idea. Collecting moisture, selling it as water <laughs> to people. That's brilliant. I d- but I was surprised they haven't been raided more, being out in the open by people like the sand people and stuff. Well, there was, there was kind of, um, there was a backstory, wasn't there? Wasn't there? A, um, it was on the radio version. 
that there was an attack uh, kind of all happening just before this story started. If so, oh, right. Um, yeah, because of course there was the radio play. Yes, that was out that included certain scenes that you didn't see in the film, like Biggs. You get to see Biggs, yep. Luke's mate. In fact, I think what what was written in and they were going to fi- going to film was the fact that Luke is a brilliant pilot and they were going to f- fly around the canyon and stuff. That's yeah? right. Yeah, uh, which they didn't put in, which is a shame because that would have set up the ending and made more sense to people. Because I, I I must admit I kind of missed the fact that even though people were saying yeah you're a good pilot, I thought well how is he a good pilot? I, mean, I haven't seen him do anything. There was no setup, and at the end of the film he's great you know and you kind of think visually they should have showed that but obviously mm. you know in retrospect now i think know. it's a nice touch as well they initially go with the the other droid service droid because the other difference yeah, on the radio yeah. show was that uh in the radio version r2d2 fiddled with that other droid to make it go wrong did he really? yeah. i told you he was a bit of a git <laughs> bit of a fiddler <laughs> a cussing fiddler i wasn't aware of the radio version have you? No. Oh, oh, it's oh, really good. Oh, really? Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, they did all three. They did all three. It's really good. It's really good. And it was very evocative of, of, of the time, actually, because of like Doctor Who and all these other science fiction things you only got to see once in the 70s. Mm. And, you know, you relive this through, say, the bubblegum cards and the books or mm. whatever. You suddenly had this radio series, mm. which you could listen to over and over again if you'd recorded it off the radio. Yeah. With your, radio 1, it was Your on. cheap, secure mm. tapes or BASF um, and playback. And only only two of the original actors, only Mark Hamill and Anthony Daniels, and then the rest was yeah, it wasn't bad though. Even mm. that was very good. was pretty good. So very yeah, good. doesn't uh, live up to the majesty of the Star Wars Christmas special. Man, I, do you know when I first saw that? If anybody's listened to this and they haven't seen the Star Wars Christmas special, I'm sure it's on YouTube now. It was a holiday special. You've, it was a holiday That's special. Right, You've yeah, got to see it. It's possibly the worst piece of oh my television goodness. ever created. Yeah. It really is bad, and, uh, and being a Star Wars fan, it's and even it's not worse. in a so bad it's good sort of way. It's just no, it's, it's just, just utterly beep. <laughs> oh my god, what's the name of Chewbacca's dad? Scabby or something, isn't it? Um, Scabby, itchy. crabby, itchy. itchy. Yeah, yeah. God. Scratchy. Oh, for the love itchy of scratchies. Yeah. Lumpy. Lumpy. That's Lumpy. what it's called. Yes. What? Um, so who was itchy? There was one. Called. His that mum. Was the, that was the little. <laughs> that was his mum. <laughs> uh, Flabby. <laughs> Ooh. Poor old Mark Hamill. He didn't get you know much from. I mean, he you know he's famous for these films. Then he did Slipstream and then disappeared. Mm. And now he's famous, of course, for the I think the Joker in yeah, Arkham Asylum, which yeah. is brilliant. Uh, you know, that voice is excellent. Uh, I believe he's going to make some more films. Does some writing, hasn't he? Has he written some comics. Yeah, well? I liked him. Of course, he looks—he looks like a different person in this film compared to the other films, didn't he? Because he yeah. had a really bad crash, didn't he? Car crash. Yes, I think he probably did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you see the holiday special, he looks very odd, and that's because mm. it's just after he'd had the accident. I think it's because it's a, it's filmed so yeah, badly. You know, and everyone yeah. looks like Kilroy. They all look like a <laughs> potato in it. Um, now this this hologram again. That was that was wasn't that pretty original? I don't remember seeing that in any science fiction film before this. No. And again, you know, uh, George Lucas. You know, we can say lots about what he's done since, maybe, which hasn't been quite as favourable. But you know, you look at this film and the next couple of films. You know, he pushed 
the effects to the the very limit here. Well, this is the thing. This is the di- difference between this and the prequels. Is it, how hard is it to just build a set and film it? Do you know, we were talking about this the other day, weren't we? Um, mm. About the fact that why didn't he just do the prequels within, in the same kind of vein as these ones without, you know, really trying not to use CGI as opposed to the other way around? Because mm. I think, obviously, CGI was hitting its stride and he probably just thought, do you know what, I can now do the Clone Wars. I can do thousands of these people running around and it'd be great. But instead, why don't you just get actors uh, and in extras? Just and kind of lacks soul, doesn't it? Whereas I think this... It feels like it does. Yeah. Mm. But we should comment on those one day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look at them with fresh eyes. I will say, though, in the prequels, they did recreate these sets pretty nicely, didn't they? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The sets are great, and um, now there's a lot about the prequels I, I really love. Actually, there's just a few things I don't like. CGI being one of them. I think uh, the thing about effects is it's the same as say like the extras. I mean, we met a few extras the other day. So they say you shouldn't be seen if you're an extra in a movie. You should not be seen if you're doing something that ma- that makes you look away from the principal cast then you're doing your job badly, mm. okay? So they're part of the background, they're part of the scenery, yeah. but a very important part. It's the same with the scenery. It needs yeah. to feel like it's lived in, it's it's real. It's not poking out at you going, hey, I'm brilliant, and the principal casts aren't so interesting. So like even this scene, I, as a kid, I do not remember the background where they lived. I was just concentrating mm. on the characters and the story. And it's only recently I've looked at the fact that that ceiling... Yeah, you know, is is very Aboriginal in a way, and you know the way that the painting's done. I don't know if you still can, but you could actually holiday in this place in Tunisia. You could actually stay there. You're joking. I'm fairly sure you could. If you're uh, making that up, then, I'm going to hit well, you. Urban myths, maybe, but <laughs> With I know cabbage. that most of the set was still there, and uh, yeah. Hey. Yeah, because didn't they refilm in the prequels that in that bit? Probably. Sure yes, I think they did. Okay. Poor Uncle Owen. What's his auntie called? Baru. Aunt Baru? Yeah. Don't remember that one so well. She's um, a British actress, isn't she? And her voice is dubbed over. Really? Mm -hmm. I never knew that. Impetuous boy. Stay and do the harvest. Don't have fun. Harvest? How can you harvest? How do you harvest moisture anyway? Sponge. <laughs> <laughs> can you have a Star Wars sponge, please? Ask your shirts. <laughs> George, we want to <laughs> see how you do it. You have to lick it all and then go to the toilet. <laughs> and then use the sponge. Yeah, I mean, it was a stroke of genius to film this in a desert, in a hole, catching moisture. I just, ah. Oh. Mm. You know, and the twin sons, this is a beautiful... Tat one and tat two. <laughs> <laughs> is that what they call? Do you know, this This is an, a, another moment that had me as a, as a kid. Mm. And as an adult, I watched this again the other day at a, a convention it was on. This moment where he looks at the, the twin sons thinking he's never going to get there. He's Whatever he does, he wants to leave this planet. He's never going to leave. He's feeling really hard done by it, and I feel it. Great piece of acting from Mark. 
Yeah, look, you know, oh. Have you read any of the, um, uh, what's the book by Splinter. Joseph? Splinter in the Mind's Eye? No, I'm, I'm talking about the book that George Lucas read in order to, uh, as part of his research research for writing. No, what was the, the book called? Um, <laughs> we'll oh, leave you with back. it. Yeah, yeah. Something like The Eternal Hero? No, I can't remember. <clears throat> okay. I'm sure somebody writing. Yeah. He's drawing on a lot of traditional themes, isn't he? And but putting it in a sci-fi setting. Well, it's mm. it's all to do with the hero's quest. There are certain stages. There's there's oh, yeah. different. There's only about three. Di- essentially, this book's all about the the fact that there's only three eternal stories. I thought it was and seven. Is it seven? I don't know. There aren't many between them, but no. essentially, the hero's quest is the idea. You've got these yeah. stages, and you've got the hero. Um, essentially being put into this situation where he's got no choice so obviously when his when his aunt and uncle are killed and what have you there's the call to adventure yeah so yeah. you know he yeah and, and, what, and to better to joseph be- campbell that's the name of the okay, author oh, oh, who wrote right, the okay yeah yeah look up joseph campbell hero on joseph Amazon. campbell did he write any sci-fi sf don't know. Feels I don't like know. But might. this this whole book goes right back through religion, but right back into primitive times, where these stories keep being repeated, and this is where George Lucas wanted to write a modern parable. Two things there. One, what was that she was putting in the pot? It was like leeks. No, it was that aniseed stuff. What's it called? I anyway, <laughs> I thought that was a made-up vegetable because we didn't have it in britain in those days and then it came over to us uh oh you know, maybe it didn't come over to us maybe we've always had it and i just we were too poor to buy it but um it'll come to me in a minute uh were, were either of you ever members of the official star wars fan club i can't remember now i may have been because the no. the newsletter was called bantha tracks no i wasn't then i'm vaguely aware of that i don't think I, mm, don't i've think still got a small copy i was only a member for about that. a year it was after the empire strikes back and they had a british division and then all of a sudden the letters started coming through from America, which scared me. And so I stopped being a member when they asked me for for um, another year's subscription. I, I thought, oh, it's in America now. I'm not going to do it. So I've got a year's worth of Bantha tracks somewhere in my loft. Oh, I have to pull them out and have a look. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the other thing I want to mention was the Land Speeder. A, a, it was a fantastically cool toy. <laughs> yes. yes. And B, it's next to the Millennium Falcon. It's my favourite ship in this film. And it's not really a ship officially, but you know, vehicle. I just always wanted Very one iconic of those. design. What a yeah. land speeder! Yeah, oh, I got one for my. What figures. a real one! Oh, real one! <laughs> no, well, I don't want. Don't want to know. <laughs> and the other thing was, I still couldn't work out. Even in the making of, they showed you how it was done, mm. the hovering, and I still can't work out how they properly did it because they didn't show everything. Um, how did they disguise the fact that it was attached to something else? It had a skirt of mirrors under it. Uh, oh, right. And then um, magician's trick. the uh, the shadow was literally smeared out using grease uh, on a on a lens or something like that. So when when you see the old version, which I'll lend you, you, mm. you can it's just it looks smeary, it looks rubbish. But <laughs> at the time, utterly believed in it. Yeah, I utterly, utterly believed in it as well. Now this 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 part here is annoying me now because of the new th- films, where Ben 
is left on no he chooses to stay on this planet and I th- if I remember right and Luke is growing up and you know there's going to come a time where Luke and him get together again I can't quite remember the end of the last that uh, the third film but anyway it's this moment where he says I don't ever remember owning a droid mm. that should have been edited out of this version now because it's it just doesn't sit right I think the thing is, he goes back and back and back. I mean, I, I. No, there's not many. There's not many moments where it doesn't work, mm. but that moment doesn't work, and it's quite integral, important because he did own that droid. Mm. He wiped their memories or something, didn't he? I can give him a yeah, his, yeah. But so they wouldn't know who he was, but he would know, and his reaction is genuine. Like I don't ever remember owning a droid. I mean, he might be. He's knocking on a bit. Ever own them though? Did he? It, it yeah, well, kind of. Look, look at his face. I mean, you kind of think, well, what's he planning? Why didn't you just say, R2, me old mate, how you doing? Obviously, he can't do that because this is the first film that was ever released. But This is quite nice, though, that he, he's oh, not yeah. been called that name for a while. And that would have been, I don't know, how old's Luke? 25, something like that? 20? 20, Younger. 22? Mm. So about 22 years he's been wandering around, growing a beard. And also, when they were talking about the Jedi Knights, it, it felt it felt like legend, like myth, like yes. hundreds of years ago. Yeah. And of course, we're talking twenty years ago, mm. aren't we? The yeah. Clone Wars happened, so it's not really mm. that long ago. It's like the nineteen eighties to us. I mean, going back to the what you were saying before about wanting to sort of take from traditional storytelling, I mean, Ben Kenobi there, he's kind of like your traditional wizard type. Character hmm. isn't he in in the older sort of uh, yeah yeah sort of Lord of the Rings style that's it epics yeah the wise old man um I'm surprised they didn't have a montage in this you know like Rocky <laughs> do you know um, Ben Kenobi teaching the way you know back in '78 I used to get a Star Wars comic and it was about the age where I started really getting into comics and started. Um, drawing my own comics and I, the amount of times I drew my own comic version of Star Wars but it's amazing how at that age your memories uh, get mixed up and I remember things doing the comic strip and not having anything to refer to so obviously you, you didn't have your own copy of the film at home and stuff like that so I would get scenes in the film completely out of order and it was little <laughs> things like you know like the, you know, like the, um, the TIE Fighter battle just after they escaped from the Death Star. Yeah. yeah. And I used to think that happened before they went to the Death Star. So you're just getting like all confused. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, This, mm. uh, Alec Guinness, fantastic actor, obviously well-renowned and, you know, hugely loved um, and known for so many things. Absolutely fantastic he actor, actually. Deeply regretted doing Star Wars. He deeply yeah. regretted doing Star Wars. I think he felt he was slumming it a bit, didn't he? Yeah. But he's probably more well known for this role than anything else. Yes, and um, I think that was his gripe with it, wasn't it? I'm wondering it whether him doing all three films though, did it? No, no. I'm just wondering whether he's underacting, whether he's almost like he can't be bothered to act in this, or whether he's, he is actually, you know, properly giving it some. Yeah. Now. An elegant weapon of a, for a more civilised age. You see, that makes it feel like it's thousands of years ago. Have you seen any of the YouTube things where somebody does it where he literally slices 3 head off with that? <laughs> really good. Yes, I have. 
and it's funny. Those um, original lightsabers, I, I can't think what they were made of, but... Uh, Toffee. I know that they used to, if they hit anything, they would literally shatter. Mm. It would just break all the time. Mm. Do you think they've lit his eyes like that? Because they're quite watery and wide. and It's almost like, uh, you know, like the Frodo. Uh, who's the actor that played Frodo? Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. He's got those big eyes. I wonder if he was almost picked for the part because of his big eyes to make him look a bit naive and a bit innocent. and You know. Whereas, Maybe. say, Han Solo, you know, you wouldn't pick him for, say, his big eyes. He's got quite kind of a look about him that, that works. That's I think that must have been another thing that really annoyed Mark Hamill because he's got this role as what is really well, perceived hero. to be the hero yeah. of the story. But I think Han Solo ends up coming out much more as... But that's that's kind of... I don't know how well thought out that was, but the idea was that you were Luke Skywalker, but you wanted to be Han Solo. Mm. Yeah, because Han basically was a, a naughty boy anyway. Yeah. Wasn't he? Smuggler and all that. Who knows what he smuggled in his days? Toilet roll. But we all know Sweets. that being the hero isn't necessarily being the coolest person. No, being the villain is. I always wanted to be Darth Vader. <laughs> I did. I did. Because you know. you're short. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I love you. I'll bite your kneecaps off. Um, no, no, it was <laughs> It was because, you know, the bullies you're at school, you get bullied right, as a nerd. We all know this. People listening to this would know this, I'm sure. Um, and all I wanted to do was, at a distance, pinch my fingers and strangle and throttle a few people. <laughs> yeah. And I wanted to be Darth Vader. Um, and he could do the, uh, you know, lightsaber as well. Mm. Whereas, you know, have Luke Skywalker you, was just, what, he could have Yoda on his back? When he went have either bit? of you seen the early scenes that happened before um, that first scene with Luke Skywalker? You know, where he um, he looks, he's out with the a treadable robot and he's watching the battle that's going on above. No, and, no, no. And no. uh, he runs to Toshi Station. This is one of the scenes that's in the radio show, but it's actually filmed as well. Is it? Mm-hmm. I'll have to lend you. I've got it on a CD roll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to see that. Um, and it had, I think it was Koo Stark was in it, in the scene. Wow. As Cammy, uh, I think her name was. And there was another guy, Fixer. And th- this all appeared in, this is all in the radio show, but it was yeah. actually filmed as well. Is that the one with Biggs in it as well then? Yes. In, in that scene, that big yes. scene. And yeah. then Biggs, Biggs turns up and, and that's where Biggs says his yeah. goodbye before he goes off to join the rebellion. Yeah, because of course we see Biggs later on, don't we? Yeah. In one mm-hmm. of the ships. And I was yeah. thinking, well, who's Biggs? And all like? of that was in the comic strip as well, actually. It was in the- oh, yeah, yeah. The comic strip was good. It was, yeah. No, again, I don't know how cleaned up this is. I mean, this is on Blu-ray, so it's looking amazing. But the Death Star looks so beautifully clean and amazing. The concept of the Death Star mm. itself is about the same shape as that guy's head that we just looked at there. Yeah, and Johnny Briggs' dad there, look. Yeah, I noticed that. Where's our razzle? Now, this guy's famous <laughs> as well. What was he? Boone. Pat Boone. Yeah. Um, well, obviously, in the worst Doctor Who story ever. Which is? Um, Delta and the Banner. Delta and the Bannermen. <laughs> He really? wasn't Boone. That was <laughs> Michael Elphick. Oh, was it? it? Was, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm really good at Apologies this. Apologies to all you listeners out there. Oh, now, that's, that's Peter Cushing. That's Christopher Lee. That's not Christopher Lee. <laughs> <laughs> he comes later, or earlier, depending on how you look at it. This guy's smug face is absolutely brilliant. He's still doing the rounds at the conventions, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's a famous guy in the background as well. I can't, you know... Johnny Briggs', Johnny Briggs his dad. Yeah. Johnny Briggs' dad. And he was in EastEnders. Oh, yeah, yeah. Of course, got it. Hmm. 
concerning Schofield, isn't it? Who's the guy in the background with the white tash? Like, he looks good, doesn't he? He didn't get any lines. No. And I, th- there's a few things that kind of give it away of its age, and like the pips you know, that they've got on the front of their mm. their uniforms there, just like little plastic. <laughs> Part of the ZX Spectrum, wasn't it? Even the bad guys were cool in this movie. Ah, all of them. Brilliant. I mean, look at him. You know, don't go on about your sorcerer's ways. They are. That's all the bullies, and I'm in the black. Uh, the great thing about this scene is that he doesn't let him go while he's looking at him. He walks away, and then it's almost like he snaps his fingers. Yeah. Th- that made it for me, that scene. Mm. That's so powerful. that You don't even have to think about it, and he's holding him in his grasp. The other thing of this film is it takes its time. Yeah. Which the the prequels don't. It's Runs straight in, doesn't it? Hits the ground running. Yeah. Now. Running on an elevator going up. I got it into my head it's when like I was younger down. that see, are the Jawas literally because they've died? Are they kind of like melted? <laughs> no, uh, no. You're looking at it too much now. No, but I, I didn't know whether the Jawas actually had bodies or whether they just kind of, well, like like a Sontaran. Yeah, that kind of thing. For some reason, I got it in my head that they look flat. They are flat. I think they've been run over, haven't they? Oh right, okay, probably <laughs> by their own by sand, the sand crawler. Sand crawler, right. Yeah, yeah, amazing. I mean, that obviously that means real behind him. That's not painted in, man. No, no. So it's... It, that's what gives that reality. And there's a nice little glint on that windscreen there. Fantastic. I want one of those. <laughs> Talk. See, that doesn't look great now, mm. does it? That shadow, but it's been CGI'd in. Oh, it looks great. Now th- this this was a harrowing moment for a kid. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah, that was quite surprised cool. that this was let in the film mm. for the certificate it had, um, and it was just the moment of seeing Uncle Owen and Beru as skeletons with blood and bits of gristle all over it. You know that would have been enough for me. Yeah, mm. but he had to have a close up. Yeah, and it was this bit. Those are people that we've seen earlier on. Yeah, Yeah. that is pretty horrible. Pretty gruesome. But do you know what? You can now get the action figures of those as well, can't you? (laughs) It's a bit like that. I'm not joking. Oh, for goodness sake. Can you get him dancing? Maybe. If you animate them. Now, these are called TIE fighters because they're like bow ties. Am I right? Or wrong? Okay, it's time to end the podcast now. Twin ion engines. Right, but they look like bow ties, don't they? All right. Do you think that's why he chose that abbreviation? No. Um, I'm going to go with Simon on that one. Oh, come off it. Tie fighters. It looks like a bow no. tie. All right. Those, that thing also, looks, fame. also looks like the old security cameras you used to get in the supermarkets. Yes, yeah, so now I know what you mean. Yeah, that's, I, I've got to say, when I used to go into BHS with my mum. a syringe on the end. Brilliant. I'm sure one of those were up there. Yeah, this is a bit like the Tocola fame, the old Doctor Who thingy. You half expect uh, to go. I want to have show, fun with this happy a whole lady. Torture sequence. Oh blimey! As well, right. do you remember? Mm. Goes on a bit. <laughs> Does it? Yeah. I just did my phone impression there. By the way, oh, sorry, can't miss yeah. that. I like the fact that R two D 2s warn himself next to the dead Jawas. <laughs> 
What on earth is he doing there? Yeah, you can't there? see there's two little robot hands. I bet he's, he's laughing. Yes, he's evil, isn't he? he? Look at him, look at him. <laughs> yeah, here's a call. The call to a, adventure. There you go. Do you know that Mark Hamill looks just like my boy? That's exactly what my boy looks like at the moment. Mm. Do you think? You've seen him? Yeah, yeah. yeah we turned up a Star Wars type of convention the other day and... That was commented on. <laughs> Look like Luke Skywalker. Tiny version. That's a nice shot. Was that in the original? Something similar, yeah. Not it did, certainly didn't have spaceships flying around it mm. or anything like that. No, the, the, this. I mean, up to this point, the additions are okay. Mm. Now you get to this bit, and, and you've got stupid bloody mice running around with looks, two legs. Sorry, that looks crap. Really, crap and, and him, and you you can see the Phantom Menace now, and I hate it. Mm. <laughs> I like all of this. Yes. But it's just the silly characters just oh, I don't know. In CGI, just put Overdoing. real people there. That's not so bad. That's this why? Why? Mm. Why? Because they can, not because they should. I've got no issue with him going back and wanting to, you know, make the print look better, mm-hmm. trying to restore it and get rid of things like matte effects and that kind of stuff mm-hmm. but it takes on another dimension when they start just adding stuff in just for the sake of adding it yeah of course the other thing about this See, stuff like that it's yeah. subtle it's now, nice well actually I don't know I disagree I mean like the extras were saying mm. you become invisible what George Lucas just did then was put something flying behind the stormtrooper which took your eye from the stormtrooper to the flying thing yeah yeah uh, so and like that thing in the background kicking off, mm. you think no, I don't want to see that. Toronto, I think they're called. I need to be looking at the characters. I don't know if you know that the, these bits that you're saying are, are needless. I've got a feeling the models were based on the dinosaurs from Jurassic Park. Obviously, they ILM did all that as well, so right, they, they yeah, literally right. they had all the software already. In. Yeah, and they warped the models. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, if anyone cares <laughs> <laughs> what's that big thing is that like a, a travelling contraption that round thing that was outside the cafe cafe cantina <laughs> yes <laughs> I'm Look just popping in the cafe okay we're coming up to, <laughs> to one see if the, I can find a pilot <laughs> one of the most famous <laughs> scenes ever now the other thing about Star Wars is it's, it's, it's been parodied so many times I've tried to avoid all those parodies like Family Guy and stuff because I'm kind of getting fed up with everybody using this this film and playing with it. Cause See, why ne- did they replace that bit? I don't really understand. What, what bit? That that was a new um, creature they added in the special edition. Did they? Now, where's Pam? Is that her over there? Oh, there's Pam on the left. On the left. She's got a big bulbous head. She's also behind Ben Kenobi. We're talking about Pam Rose, by the way. We met Pam Rose the other day. She's one of the extras in this scene. You name droppers, you. Well, you know, got to say He's it. He's cool. I like him. Yeah. And she she was really, 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 really nice. And she didn't have much to say about this apart from it took seven weeks to film. Um, and it was and it was fun. And there were lots of photos of her with her but, legs. Uh, I didn't get the chance up. to ask her whether she was involved in both filmed versions of the cantina scene because they filmed it twice. Did they? Yes. Right. Um, yeah, probably. I'm not quite sure why. I know the first... In the first version, um, Han Solo is literally... You, the first time you see him, he's he's there with a girl. Rita. Um, he's got his arm around a girl, and uh, and then when they come over to speak to him, he tells her to leave, sort of thing. So right. he's, 
Now, this this guy on the left here is famously called Walrus Man, isn't he? Because he looks like a walrus. Yeah. Um, see him in a second. But uh, I, I love that as a figure. I used to love Walrus Man and Greedo, Star Wars figures. They were fantastic, weren't they? And there they've replaced the monster on the right. Hammerhead as well. You could get him for yeah. 49p. <laughs> 49p and 99p. Is that the prices they were? And of course, if you collected lots and lots of uh, of the covers is. and cut out the names and sent them off, you get a, 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 a bounty hunter. You got uh, Boba Fett. Walrus Man's clothes were wrong, though, weren't they? What do you mean? He didn't have. A, he's got a cool jacket on there, like a flight jacket, but mm-hmm. um, the figure had just like this weird figure oh, yeah, hugging probably. blue and orange thing. Yeah, you're right. Same as Snaggletooth was wrong. Snaggletooth. Oh, yeah, Snaggletooth. Hmm. Great moment again. And it pulls no punches. We've shown the arm with blood on it and stuff, which is great. I would have thought it would have cauterized it, actually, to be honest. But there you go. There's Paul Blake in the background. There's Greedo. Another chap I spoke to the other year. Do we see Pam again? Yeah, we'll see. I'll point around in a minute. But um, Greedo. There's far more women in, in. The weird thing that. Yeah. Seeing Pam and that, it, it, there's always a lack of women in Star Wars. Are there really? Well, in the first three, I, I'd say there are, yeah. Yeah, uh, I suppose so. Certainly a lack of female key characters. Mm. Well, Princess Leia is hugely strong character. Well, no, no, yeah, but there's only her. I suppose I, mm. uh, in between films let's, when let's, I was a kid. Let's do a woman count, shall we? A woman count. Uh, okay, how <laughs> many, how many female Star Wars figures yeah. are there? There are, there's one playing that, because we don't know, do we? No. The Cantina Bank, it'll be female. I mean, the thing about Star Wars figures, though, you've got Princess Leia, <laughs> and then you've got mm. Mon Mothma. Yeah. Uh, any more? That's it. Not many. Ula? Did, was there a Star Wars figure of Ula? The Cannot slave remember. Girl? I don't know. There is now actually one of Pam, who's behind Ben Kenobi's head to the left. She's got a big bulbous head. And, of course, uh, I think she was called... Oh, God, was she called Lee Sub Searle? Something like that, yeah. Uh, which has been... She said apparently the name was uh, pronounced wrong and the toy company got the name oh, wrong. Oh, yeah, there she is yeah. having a drink. So That's she's fun. now known as Lisa Psalm, but it was something else. But this is this is it for all the extras. I mean, obviously the extras are doing the rounds at Star Wars conventions, but I find it interesting. I mean, you could say, oh, they're just an extra, they're only in the background. But actually, they've got stories to tell, which are a little bit more on the edge than, say, the principal characters, if you were to ask them on a panel. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll dig the dirt a little bit and say, you know, apparently one of Pam's friend kissed um, Harrison Ford. He said, actually, it wasn't that good. <laughs> Which I found <laughs> fascinating. Well, yeah. I mean, let's not forget how brave this film was. Look at the cone heads in the background. <laughs> Do you know what? we? The, be- the best way of doing a commentary for this film is not to look at any of the main actors and just continue looking at the background. What do you think? Mm. That's a nice Harrison one, Ford's great in this. <laughs> he is. I know he'd been in um, American Graffiti, hadn't he, yes. previous to this, which was another Lucas film. Why have they got the orange patch on the side of this? It's to do with... Um... Rank? Yes. Okay. Who's that bloke on the left there? That was Snaggletooth. Was it? Yeah. Nothing like his figure. I know. This is what I mean. I like the figure better. The later figures, they got the clothes right, but uh, yeah. in the original... There were two as well. I think there was one in blue, one in purple. The purple one was the common one, but the blue ones are oh. worth quite a lot of money now. So 
Now, this is... I love the creature outfit. I love the design of this. Yeah. I mean, uh, he must have had so much fun getting all the artists in and saying, look, go crazy, man. Just draw me whatever and we'll choose the best ones. You know, his ears moving everything. Mm. He's got two ears, actually. Four ears. Such a cool sequence. I'm a bit annoyed that I think they put in a shot from Greedo's gun going towards the wall, which wasn't there originally. Is that right? That's right, yeah. They, they, well, it's that whole thing, yeah. Greedo shooting first. But it didn't matter because it actually distracts me now. When I look at it, all I look at is that laser going in the wrong direction, which you'll see any second we, now. We all think, because Solo shoots first originally, you just think, yeah, because that's the sort of bloke he is. And why not? Yeah. Yeah, because Greedo is supposed to be a bounty hunter, isn't he? Mm. Yeah, it's supposed to be the same kind of same kind of thing, really. It's uh, they're both a bit naughty, aren't they? In this film, mm. they like killing people. Um, Paul Blake uh, played Greedo. He's doing the rounds on the circuit as well, the convention circuit. Really nice guy. Effervescent personality when he talks. <laughs> nice interview that I did with him. Um, See how red Darth Vader's eyes are? You see that? Red? Yeah. Uh, you know, like when you get orangey red sunglasses. There's a redness to them. Maybe it's to protect him from the UV rays. That's it, yeah. Doesn't want to tan. I'd, I'd forgotten how much that guy on the left, um, Don Henderson, was in these Don films. Henderson? That's his name, isn't it? Is it? Yes. Yeah. It's like a scene from Firefly. Oh, Firefly. <laughs> Need to watch some of that again. What's that thing on top of C-3PO's head? It's like a little gun or something. Yeah. Does, is that ever explained? No. I wonder why it's there. I mean, everything's got a reason. I'll have a look in my visual dictionary. See if Please do. This guy on the right-hand side feels like he's completely out in the wrong film. Yeah, does it? What? What? He's like an insect robot. Senile robots, brilliant. And this guy's trunk is like, you know, who thought? I'll tell you what, we'll have a snitch and we'll make him like an elephant. With goggles. It's nosy bomb. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Is that what he's called? No. Hate you. Oh, here we go. But this was the the famous deleted scene. Yeah. And they decided to make Jabba like... Have you seen the deleted scene without the effects? Yeah, yeah, that's all right. He's a fat bloke, isn't he? Yeah, it's okay. I think I do prefer Jabba the Hutt looking like this, but I honestly don't think it needs to be in this film. Oh, Boba has been added as well, look. He was added? Yeah, Boba on the right. Yeah, he wasn't in the original. I can't remember that. Do you know, there was an interesting thing. The other day when we were at the convention, these guys were from, I think they're from X-Wing, aren't they? Uh, They walk around in Star Wars outfits for conventions and they're really good as well and they really take a lot of time there was a, a Boba Fett Boba Fett however you want to say his name walking round and he was standing in front of the TV when this film was on and some kids were surrounding and they were kind of kicking him in the legs because kids like doing that to people dressed up going you're not real you're not real and then this scene came on and he just pointed silently at the screen and they all turned round and saw <laughs> you know him on the screen they went oh my he's really real <laughs> <laughs> suddenly they stopped kicking him now is it is it me or is is that Greedo behind? That guy to the right uh, there. Uh, uh, he's, yeah, there. Well, yeah, he's, he's, was he there before? 
Or is it a different? Or is it it's Beedo? The, the same. Oh goodness! I don't know. I, race I, of I character. Yeah. Um, well, I don't think Paul Blake did this. Were they Rodians? I can't remember what they. Oh, okay. This is all. It's all um, stuff. That, yeah. Look. Yeah. All right. Yeah, we've seen you. Maybe you did do that scene. So again, a beautiful mix of imagery here. You know, you've got like, the wizard and the shiny robot, and weirdly, that, lovely that, that bloke with the sideburns who just walked past—that weird kind of um, seal-looking thing. Mm-hmm. In the Marvel comics that carried on after the Star Wars film, they did a story where Jabba came after Han Solo. Yeah. Of course, at that stage, he hadn't appeared in the film, so mm-hmm. no one knew. Really, and they picked that alien to be Jabba. Oh, really? Did yeah. they? All right. Do you know? I was just looking at the scene where R two D two was coming down the stairs. And he rocks to one side as if he's about to fall down the stairs. Yeah. You have to rewind that and have a look. Mm. You know that there are, um, I don't know if they're hidden somewhere on this Blu-ray, but uh, on the DVD he's edition, walking. The, he the original be... DVD edition of Star Wars, um, outtakes are hidden on the discs. Yeah, are they? Um, and I think if you punch 1138 into your <laughs> remotes... Nice. As chapter numbers, it will take you to. Um, certainly, they are on the prequel because the um, the Phantom Menace. Uh, one of the best things about it is the outtakes. Really funny. Uh, another great thing is are the guns. The design of the guns. You, you know, as as nerdy fans, you can almost you know you could just show one of the guns to anybody and you go, yeah, that's Han Solo's gun. Yeah, that's an Imperial Stormtrooper's gun. Yeah, and it's just great designs. Yes, absolutely. Well, let's face it, the Stormtrooper is still a, mm. is an absolute design classic, isn't it? Now, I'd, I'd like to kind of know, I'm sure it's it's everywhere, but I don't know this, maybe you do. The Millennium Falcon, I mean, where was the where did the inspiration come for that? Because it's a bizarre-looking craft. It's like a magnet, doesn't it? I but it, it was beautifully not symmetrical in mm. any way. Yeah. I know for a lot of the space battles, they referenced a lot of uh, World War Two footage, didn't they? The dogfights, that's yeah. right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, when they did the original screening, didn't they, before any of the effects had been done, Yeah, they spliced in that's right. footage from old Which I think left movies, a lot of they? people initially looking at it thinking, God, what have we done putting all this money into it? Yeah, because it, it was Francis Ford Coppola, wasn't it, said how great yeah. it was, and Spielberg said, you're going to make a lot of money with this movie. Mm. But somebody else, another famous uh, filmmaker, walked out and just thought it was the worst thing ever. can't remember who that was. There's always Very one. film director, I can't remember who it was. <laughs> wasn't Kubrick, was it? He said, hey, no. look, look I, did, I did the 2001, made it all serious, now look what you're doing. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great effect. It is. That looks like that hasn't been touched. Not seen. Uh... Princess Leah. It's the scene we were talking about earlier where she felt the um, dialogue wasn't that great. It's just this one, is it? Yeah. This scene. She's lovely. (laughs) (laughs) He plays a scumbag very well, doesn't he? Amazingly. Well, and with ease. Well, I gather he was actually a really nice guy mm. in real life. Real sort of very gentle. Mm. I think you probably find chap. that most villains are. Mm. Um, Delgado 
the original master in Doctor Who was notoriously a lovely bloke. Mm. Notoriously. <laughs> um, <laughs> notoriously nice. Yeah. <laughs> I like to mix it. And also good names. And these films had good names for things. Alderaan is a lovely name for a planet. And you just think, no, don't destroy a planet called Alderaan. It sounds gorgeous. Hey, not Zoldon. Yeah. Where's the new, I don't yeah, know, what are, the, what are the names of the new planets? Naboo. Naboo. Mm. Uh, Tatooine. Genosha. Dantooine. Genosha. Mm. You know, nice names. Hoth. What a brilliant name. Yeah, Hoth is good, isn't it? Named after Knight Rider Driver, obviously. <laughs> Are those pens in the top of his jacket there? Space pens. I like these helmets. They make you look like you're, you're gurning a bit. <laughs> Hello. Of course, that imperial symbol, well, a nice bit of retconning they did in the prequels was the um, the kind of old Republic symbol. That, right, that, yeah. That mutates into that imperial symbol. Mm-hmm. A great effect with the exploding planet. That I've got nothing against him adding that in. That that worked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That yeah. worked nicely. Do you know what we used to play in the back garden? Uh, me and my friends. We used to play Jedi Knight, which we could play later, kids, if you want to do it. Mm. Right, basically, you blindfold somebody and give them a stick, and then you throw stuff at them. And by the power of your mind, you deflect the stones. <laughs> now, for some reason, I was always the one blindfolded. <laughs> yeah, strange that. Yeah, and I didn't actually get hit necessarily too hard, apart from when they, uh, one of them threw a plastic cup at my head. And it hurt and cut my head. I think one of my favourite ever Christmas presents was the Millennium Falcon... Yeah, oh, I had that as well. Awesome, yeah, yeah. fantastic. I never had the Millennium Falcon. Oh, it's brilliant. Also, I had a half a Death Star. Did you ever get that? No, it was the half a Death Star. It was made out of cardboard. Yeah, in like yeah, about I eight sections. Seeing pictures of it. Oh my word! I played with that nonstop. Mm. And the trash compactor was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> and I can see the jealousy. One of my friends at school out. had everything. He had like all the walkers, the whole oh, world, every yeah. single figure. We had to save up for. Them in years for anything in our know, family, I, so it was lovely mm, when we got that. I um, paid paid for a scout walker at the club, but like fifty pence a week or whatever it is you're supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> but so I did get That's the, right, the first purchase. Christmas after seeing Star Wars. I did get I get the I got the land speed case catalog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you had the little um, chessboard in the in the toy, didn't you? In the Millennium yeah, Falcon, yeah, you like. did. Didn't you have the? The thing he's testing himself out with now on a piece of string sort of hanging from somewhere um, if you remember correctly. Possibly. I can't remember. I'll have now. to have a look on the next. Yeah. I don't know where it is now. I think my brother must I have remember it. having all the little decals that you had to stick on for like the uh, the vents on the top and all that. That's kind of it, stuff, yeah. Putting it together. It was it was just awesome. Now, I see that again. That's another thing. I've never seen anything to make me believe there's one all-powerful thing. He would have been alive and well throughout the Clone Wars, Han Solo, even if he was a 10-year-old. He'd have known about it or heard about it. Mm. Jedis mm. were the force. They were like, the, you know, they were the police, weren't they? So it's it's kind of... Mm. Yeah, George kind of, didn't really think about it. You get the impression that the Empire has kind of smothered all of that, though. As he was growing up. Do you know what he'd have been better off doing is sticking uh, Luke and Leia into some kind of cryogenic freezing pod. 
<laughs> Hamlet being revived 200 years later. Darth still being alive, which is why he's a bit weaker in these films than he was in the original ones. So let's face it, he's not that strong in these films. Um, and Ben Kenobi, because he's a Jedi, can last a long, 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 long time. You know, mm. that, that would have been quite fun. I think it would work better. It would give more weight to this myth, this huge myth that they're building about Jedi culture. Anyway, we're retconning. This is a great film. <laughs> Look at all the lights in the banks. Uh, George Lucas did THX eleven thirty eight, right? As we all all know, what did he do between that and this? Is it American Graffiti? Yeah. Mm. Anything else? Um, I don't think he did. Did he? So he spent a long time thinking about this film. Oh, this, mm. yeah, it's just yeah. So some of the sets, like this set here, for instance, quite sparse and to the point. And this reminds me of THX a bit. You know, and there, there are moments, little flashy moments in the way that he films stuff that you kind of think, yeah, this has got a very artistic, quite beautiful eye. Mm. Wow, I don't remember that. Yeah, that's so funny. I don't remember that bit. That was always there. Mm. <laughs> I love... I love the subtitle for Chewies. Oh. Yeah. He's got a moustache as well. I never noticed that. Who? Chewie. Has he? Yeah, look, he's got a moustache going on. He's hairy all over, yet they've managed to make him look like he's got a moustache. Look. He's got a I big mean, he Chuck... Change, he's got he? a Chuck Norris moustache. Because he, he had a... <laughs> yeah, almost like a quiff, didn't he, thing going on in Empire. <laughs> Quiff. Well, he did. He did. <laughs> in Empire, his hair's kind of doing w- a different thing. Buffon. W- Wookie Fonz. <laughs> yeah. And that was another great thing is they didn't get him to speak English. And all the all the aliens in the film, of course, do not speak, you know, kind of English necessarily. They're speaking in their own languages. And humans understand them. I like the fact that people are mm. trying. Yeah, that's cool. Lingual or whatever, you know. That works. That was a naff shot, wasn't it? It was like it was in a string. Did we just miss the bit where he says, that's no moon? Yep. yep. That's a great line. There are some good lines in this film, isn't there? I mean, you think about George Lucas's later attempts at scripts, and you yeah. think, yeah, not very, it's a bit clunky. But... Uh, and this was groundbreaking at the time for the effects, wasn't it? Their whole oh, sort yeah. of uh, motion-controlled... Uh, blue screen yeah, yeah. side of things. They spent a lot of time on those models, didn't they? A lot of time, thank goodness. And they have it set up in a car park or something. Mm, mm. Yeah, wasn't it a big garage? And they're doing the, <laughs> yeah, the trench running. Yes. Um, that's, that's right. There's a lot of it. Long. You're right, there's a lot of effort. Mm. Isn't it amazing that, this, that, that she actually make it to the Death Star in this film? And then they escape. The Death Star. Incredible. And the sheer scale of it, you know. Yeah. As a kid, watching that on the big screen is mm. just mm. stunning. There's just such a brilliant design of ship. That little bit on the left, left hand side, looking at the screen, mm. you know, their cockpit is not central. And that's what makes it brilliant. 
ridiculous dish. <laughs> but it gets free view. Yeah, this is very Nazi, isn't it? There's a lot of kind of... Yeah. 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 God, I'm saying such obvi obvious things. I'm <laughs> sorry. You have to smack me. Oh. What are you running for? The whole for? design of this, you know, and the blast doors and... Mm. Incredible. Mm. Yeah, the size of it. And you buy into it. You know, a lot of the previous sort of sci-fi efforts from that sort of era, I don't think you would buy into the logic of the way the spaceships were designed. Whereas I think you look at that and it looks like it was designed you know, by an architect and mm -hmm. you, know, you, you buy into the reality of it. Yeah, and the f there's a lot of this is functional as well. Mm. Yeah, I mean, uh, apart from possibly those little white squares going up, and I mean, why why are they there? But they're there for a reason. But I like them, yeah. regardless. Yeah. yeah. There's Han Solo's gun. So I remember everyone Great laughing gun. a lot in the cinema at a lot of this. Really? You know, as in like the bit where uh, Chewie sticks his head up. I remember oh, people, yeah. you know, outwardly laughing or finding mm. the whole thing amusing. And, you know, some of the lines that Han Solo gets. That one? Yeah. Oh, look at that. I'd forgotten that bit. Gives him a little, little yeah, rub on the head. Yeah. Do you know, as a kid, I thought those were robot stormtroopers. I never believed they were blokes inside. For a long, long time. Mm. It didn't. I just didn't, you know, didn't occur to me as a kid. That's how stupid I was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't remember that far back as to whether I, what I thought really. Um, I mean, at this stage, okay, retconning again, but at this stage, I'm taking it that, um, yeah, uh, they're no longer clones. That these are people who are being conscripted. Yeah. Uh, oh, I don't know. Well, they might be clones, mightn't they? Or are they clones because the whole thing with the bumping the head because he's tried to make a link? It, it would he? make a hell of a lot of sense to make more clones. If you've right. got, if you've had a clone war and they're all cloned up, you're thinking, well, would you, ins you know, would you get people to join the army or just make a whole load of clones? Yeah. And I prefer the fact that they are in these than, say, Boba Fett's kind of clony outfit. And I love those doors. Yeah, and no, I was just thinking that. I was thinking... I love those no doors, man. Like that, just... And this is a very Dalek way of operating a ship, <laughs> using <laughs> its plunger. Blip, bleep, whistle. He's beaten up here. Look, he's even got a dent in his head. He's him. brilliant, isn't he? Did you ever have the Star Wars blueprints? No. no. Did you not know about those? The, no, what the, are those? When, well, after the first film, obviously. Um, but it was just one of those things you could big buy. Ears, you, isn't there's a big pack of Star Wars blueprints with all the ships and a lot of those designs. There. I think was that what was that free and Weetabix or something? No, no, you literally bought them. They were oh. available, uh, almost like a collector's edition type. Before thing. the DK um, 
books of uh, oh, you know, yeah, yeah. slicing them in half and seeing what's inside. Yeah. That door. Mm. Dig that door. He's got big ears. Huge. Look at the size of his ears. Because he's old. You're... What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's one of the parts of your body that never stops growing. That's why old men what? have got big ears. And your I eyes as well. You. I promise you it's a Apparently fact. your eyes are the same size when you're you a baby. know dogs can't yes. look up? <laughs> they do if you hold them. <laughs> he is small. <laughs> yeah, that background is a little bit, almost a little mm. bit nineteen seventies. Yeah, but do you know what? We we I never think looked, work in the black and the red. We never really looked to the background, did we? we were so into the story and the characters and just didn't look at it. But the thing is, design work is consistent, isn't it? So you don't yeah, question it. it. It's, it's yeah, part of a world. Like I say, it blends in like an extra. It's perfect. And there's me pointing all out for everybody. Are there any kind of accidental boom mics and things? Like he's got two lights on him, C3PO. You can see there's a double shadow behind him there. Just to spoil the illusion for everybody. You know that they've done a lot of um studio lights. With all the touching up with the computers and that, they've got a lot of the reflection of uh studio lights and yeah. Miss that cameras one, and stuff. Sorry? They missed that one. Did they? Yeah, look, it's double shadow. Background. And he has got a moustache, look. You're obsessed, man. Yeah. <laughs> See, these are good lines. More than you can imagine. They live with you. They stick with you. I can imagine quite a lot. It's really good. An heroic thing is about to happen. It's annoying me that they're putting 3PO on the on the subtitles as opposed to 3PO. What are they putting on the subtitles? 3PO. As opposed to what? 3PO. Because you could do it either way. What are you, you talking about? Spelling it as in... Yeah, you used to have either letters, letters yeah. and numbers, th- yeah. C-3PO, or it was C-3PO, S-double-E, 3PO, as one word. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh, it's bringing out the... <laughs> this is great. Uh, now, that, that is so obviously somebody with a remote control. <laughs> but it's great, isn't it? Who's the guy in Chewbacca? Peter, Peter Mayhew. Mayhew. Was he really that big or was he on like stilts? Yes, he's, he's a, a big, very, big. very tall chap. Huge man. Again, a br- do you know that could have worked so worked so badly? It could have been so bad, Chewbacca, that design. If you'd make most things fluffy, you'd look at cheetah people and stuff like that in films. Any kind of animal with hair played by humans, always they always look pants, don't they? Pretty much. Whereas this, I utterly believe that as a creature. Mm. At no point do I think someone's in there. Apart from possibly when he minced into that elevator there. <laughs> Could have been Paul Darrow in there. Why so many of the Imperial officers really old? Do you notice that? It's, it's like a... Leftover from the old regime. Well, maybe so, yeah. Now, honestly, I mean, what does Darth Vader do in this film that's so scary? Apart from pinch someone's neck and fight Ben Kenobi. 
Bear in mind, we're Struggles looking back on it now, me. whereas at the time, yeah, this was something, well, certainly for me, something I'd never seen before. And the whole look of the character was just... That's it. Yeah, this is a... Yeah. This is a... An iconic scene. That, uh, and that, the whole breathing it. thing as well. You know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's his voice. look, is his presence. Yeah. So he doesn't actually have to do anything. Just stands there again. You take oh. a little thing. One, one, three, eight. Oh, I never noticed. Honestly? Honestly. Cell block 1138. Never, ever realised that. God, that's been a long time since I've seen this film. I like that long gun he's got as well. That's pretty cool. Oh, the Imperials really are lousy shots, aren't they? Yeah, you feel it though, don't you? It's a believable. <laughs> it's just mental, isn't it? <laughs> they are really bad shots. That's point blank range, man. Man. Uh, they do so well, don't they? And they get trapped. I think another thing is a young kid. Obviously, you're not so well versed in the way that movies work, mm. perhaps as, to a degree. And when you're watching this, you're thinking, well, how on earth are they going to get out of it? Yeah, totally. And this is what I like about it. It's not, you know, it, it, it's quite a linear story, really. There's not mm. too much setup at the beginning of the film and not that much payoff it's not like say back to the future which is something we've all watched or we will be watching for something else we're doing and that is like the ultimate setup payoff film all the way through whereas this seems to be like a story from start to finish going from one problem to another walking from one scene to another there's no do you know what i mean it doesn't have to be simple isn't it it's a very universal story that anyone can understand but i like it you know yeah it works he doesn't go back to scenes necessarily. Bit ungrateful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just risk me life to come and save you. Who yeah. are you? I'm your brother. Hey, I'm your sister. Should we kiss? Not yet. <laughs> I probably spoil that for anybody who's never seen the trilogy. Yeah. Sorry. The what do we call I love it? Six the air parter. Freshener there. That's brilliant. It's, it's the biggest air freshener I've ever seen. <laughs> you can imagine it going like the toilets when no one's looking it shuffles across the table you can, we can hear it since we're not talking. Apply <laughs> <laughs> the sound effects instead. The cape is another thing, isn't it? What was the cape all about? Capes are evil, aren't they? Or superhero. Yeah. So it makes him look... I, um, but there's I, no reason for it, actually. I know they did do figures of Luke Skull and Han Solo in Stormtrooper outfits later on, but mm. I don't think they did them in the original runs. And I always wanted there to be a, f- a figure, but there never was until I was too old for them. Uh, that sign above Prince Leia's head, is that like alien for trash, do you think? Um. Uh, when we were chatting, another name drop here, but another extra, uh, Adam flying, 
or Fling, um, who uh, played a stormtrooper and an, an Imperial officer later on in Return of the Jedi. But anyway, he played a stormtrooper in Empire Strikes Back. Mm. He was saying that the costumes that they were in were incredibly hard to look out of. Yeah. You know, and there were gantries and things that they were walking up, uh, mm. around, which were really high. Um, and apparently one of them fell off, you know, Oof. from a great height. But his outfit saved him from really having mm. bad damage. But they just couldn't see what they were doing at all. And you can see that, actually, in this. Yeah. I love that moment where she crosses over. She's so cool. She kicks ass. Yeah. It's clever, Carl. And I the fact that Mark... she's kind of girl-next-door material, isn't she? As opposed yeah. to princess material. And I quite like that Luke isn't that great with a gun. If you look at the way he's firing, he's kind of like pushing it forward like a kid would. And yet in the mythos, he's supposed to be stronger in the force, in yeah. midi-chlorians and all that yeah, yeah. rubbish that they invented, um, than <laughs> Darth Vader you. or anyone. Yeah, but he hasn't discovered it yet. He needs that kind of... Yeah. He needs something to get kick it into action. And that's Yoda with his special chewy bars. Such a brilliant scene. See, I, we, nobody expected them to fall into this. Or the next I few I want to know minutes. what they're walking on, though. That's the thing. I've always been interested in the idea of, you know, what's underneath their feet. Mm. You know, what kind of garbage is it? Uh, and again, you know, that was another moment. I don't think it was ever seen in any <laughs> film, ever. I've just remembered the family guy a bit in this. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. They're trying to get a sofa out. Yeah. You remember at the end? <laughs> yeah. He's taking it with him no matter what. Yeah. Sticking out the back of the Millennium Falcon when they uh, when they yeah. escape. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Carrie yeah. Fisher's holding on to the prop that's that they're going to use in a minute, and it's really obvious she's got hold of it because it's ready to happen. <laughs> Do you want to know the geeky <laughs> name? Do you yeah, know yeah. The go name on. What's the name? It's called the Dianoga. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's not. It is. It's not. Okay. It's called the garbage shoot monster. <laughs> Great eyeball as well. Was that stop animation? I have no idea. It looks really deep. How can it be yeah, deep and not deep? It's go. like you know, brilliant. Unless you like holes around that you can fall into. Petrifying as a kid, this was. Yes, it was. I didn't bath for weeks. That was my excuse <laughs> anyway. No, she's still got hold of that prop. Leave it alone. That works. I actually, I, 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 I actually cannot remember how they get out of this. Actually, mm. they might have had a problem uh, keeping well, their use certificate if she'd gone underneath the water because that dress yeah. is very revealing as it is. It was <sighs> shame. <laughs> Her takedown boobies. Don't. Well, they were. Don't. She, she She goes on about it quite a lot, that uh, they literally strapped them down. I hate George Lucas. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they've been taped down pretty far. Um. <laughs> look, she's still got a hand on the prop. Look at it. Prop, prop, prop. Look, look, look. I've got the prop. My turn to have something interesting. Did you um, talk about Charles Dickens and things like that in another? Uh, on the we loop? do, yeah. So yeah. we really do 
What, in, in nerdology? S- yeah, yeah. scrape the bucket for you, don't we? <laughs> well, Alec, Alec Guinness was mentioned in that one because um, we talked about one of the film adaptations of uh, Oliver Twist. Right. Mm. His pretty yeah. creepy version of Fagin. Yeah, yeah. Bizarre book. I never really enjoyed Oliver Twist that much. Yeah, we kind of came to a similar conclusion in, right. the, in the podcast. It it felt really tonal wise. It was the tone of us different all the way through. I enjoyed bits of it. It felt like it was. It was written. Well, like, as a, written missed, as a serial, wasn't the, it? So there missed the clunk. Sorry, what was the clunk? Where he hits it's his head on the. Uh, oh, okay. so that's famous. Everybody knows. Of course, it's repeated now in Attack of the Clones. Mm. What the way they do it on with, purpose? Django Fett bangs his head. As he's going back into Slave One, right? Did they do that on purpose? They did it on purpose because they, he like George Lucas liked to think that uh, reality. If they were clones, they would have a propensity to do that for some weird reason. Right. He does this thing of echo. So they are clones then. You, mm. Well, you get certain things like I have a bad thing about this um, yeah. repeated, and certain things motifs happen. that he likes. Yeah, motifs. Well, that's okay. Repeat. That kind of works. You have to kind of have that, I suppose. You have to try and be more subtle than that. <laughs> yeah, that's not very subtle. And I always thought, you know, when they pick up this uh, this this prop that Carrie Fisher picked up, that it was going to work. And then when it bent in the middle, like that, it was like, no, they really are going to get mm-hmm. killed. I was stupid as a kid. There was a laugh in the <laughs> cinema when he says, uh, "I think we're all going to be a lot thinner." And uh, yeah, yeah. Which is pretty much Harrison Ford's little quips from yeah. all of his films afterwards, his action films. Indiana Jones and all that. There you go. God, I love Indiana Jones. Great films. Yes. Well, apart from the third one. Fourth. Not bad. I didn't mind it, actually. I haven't seen it all the way through. Didn't like the concept. It was a silly ending. I just got to talk about the fridge and thought, oh, God. No, that's good. <laughs> I like, like that. Yeah. I mean, it's no difference to the silliness of the first film the second film yeah. i really like the third one do you last crusade yeah, yeah i've no uh, problem sean connery. i've got less problems with that than the temple of doom to be honest temple sean, of doom was a bit sean Disney. connery in zardos okay sean connery in 007 excellent sean connery and everything else no no i like that i like the Dull. relationship I quite like it, to be fair who it's the best thing in it is the relationship like the between one. him and harrison ford right personally whatever you're wrong about that, and you're wrong about Whatever. Hitchhiker's Guide as well. You're wrong about that. Well, that film, don't yes. start me on that, for God's sake. We might have to do that one next time. Can we just yeah, enjoy this I film, please? to not like. Don't, just don't talk about it. We're spoiling the beauty of this. <laughs> <laughs> Hitchhiker's film. God. I love these little communicators as well. They're just tiny little cigar-shaped things. Mm. Oh, this is how they get out. Yeah, of course. Any significance to that number there? This film's moving on at a great pace, isn't it? It really is. Well, considering um, we were saying it was a slow pace well, earlier. Yeah, but it, it's, it's the right pace. pace. Yes, absolutely. It doesn't feel like it's being padded out. No, it's no. not cramming story in no. like certain other films. I utterly loved uh, the making of when they showed this bit because I could never work out how they did it. Because it's, you know, that painting. Yeah. I've never met Matt Painting. I'd like to meet no. him. <laughs> there's somewhere in the world there's someone called Matt, Matt Painting. Painting. Please email this him. This prop looks <laughs> believable as well, doesn't it? Oh, Everything it's, looks like it. Yeah, and there's a reason for it, you yeah. know? I am... Um... Oh! 
She was definitely handling herself there. I thought that, yeah. yeah. So I've never noticed that. How can we both notice that? I don't I know. know. Isn't that bizarre? Pervert. Because you're talking. <laughs> you were talking about taping her down. You can't tape a good and she's, look, she's got blush him in space. Oh, bless him. I, I, I just love the fact she's given him. Grief. I like the way she has lots of lips. Yeah, when she talks. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of. If she talks. Yeah. And a lip gloss. <laughs> Walking carpet. One of my favourite lines as a kid. I love that. <laughs> the trick with the with the chewy thing is to breathe yeah. in. What? You joking? Breathe in rather than breathe out, and you get <laughs> no. Breathing now out. do it. Breathing, breathing in. <laughs> oh God, it hurts. <laughs> 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 Do you know what? Mark's girlfriend's trying to sleep upstairs. I'm not a big fan of Phil Jupitus, the comedian. <laughs> um, but the best thing he ever did was explain how to do the chewy thing. He does it really, really well. Okay. It's one of those comedians who just tries a bit too hard, don't you think? And he doesn't most know when to stop a joke. comedians do. Carry on a bit. I'd forgotten how long they were on the Death Star. It's a long time, isn't it? Long time. <laughs> wow, lots of corridors. I like that. Oh, see, you felt that. I felt that. Right. So, who's going to spot the special edition change? Uh, okay, let's have a look. A then. little bit. I probably won't spot it. All right, I won't I'm an idiot. Love this. This is Indiana yeah. Jones. <laughs> and there's the man with. The, the gun. No, you the, missed it. What, where was it? Yeah, was that the scene where they're all stood there, all the stormtroopers? Yeah. I think the original, the original one, you don't see them, you just see them two come back three, the other way. I think, in a corridor. Oh, yeah. right. And so they they're all CGI'd. So they just the added a load of stormtroopers. Yeah. Uh, okay, right. Again, another moment which just, as a kid, you look at it and go, how are they going to get across this? Seem to remember them saying this was a bit hair raising. Actually, doing this stunt. Yeah, I bet. You know, the very idea that that walkway would extend anyway was kind of cool. Yeah. Mm. The fact is, it doesn't work, and they have to. And there's those guys on the well, other side. To. How are they going to do it? How are they going to get across? Brilliant. It's like Flash Gordon, the spin. Well, that was a huge influence on George Lucas. Well, wasn't he it? wanted to make oh, Flash okay. Gordon, didn't he? He yeah. wanted to get the rights to do a, f- a movie of Flash Gordon. Did he really? And he couldn't get the rights, and right. therefore he, he started from scratch and did mm-hmm. something similar. Oh, okay, so Buck Rogers, the old Buck Rogers, of course, and and Flash Gordon, those serials. That's, that's, yes, that's what this feels like. Mm-hmm. You could probably stop it at each stage, each scene of the film. Um, and Stylistically, going back to the first of the, the prequels, when you see them using those communicators, and you've got that sort of bit where the image kind of warps a bit and then kind of becomes solid yes that's that it. is so oh but it is yeah, because the they, even, Buck they even use the sound effect yeah yeah they? Right. from the old republic um serials ah. I love the way he moves though. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I we were joking about um 
a friend's, a friend's northern accent reasons. earlier, but I reckon, so R- cool. I reckon R2-D2 has got a northern cool, accent. Cool, cool. Look over oh, there. that was so cool. I just thought that was the best thing ever. Yeah. Oh, you're not listening to me, are you? No. You're, li- you're listening back and you go, oh, that, was, that was funny what Lee said. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. <laughs> no will, He's got a pink lightsaber, we'll for put goodness out sake. three versions. Of this podcast, no, it's a pink. And he's we'll got turn. a pink lightsaber. It's pink. He still kicks ass. It's is it red or pink? That's red. It was pink a minute ago. Now, I'll be interested to see if they've done something here. Great sound. How was that sound made? Anybody know? Um, oh, was it remember. was it hitting a metal tube, or was that the sound of? It was literally um, a fluorescent tube, wasn't it? And putting a microphone towards it and then oh, moving. really? Well, I don't know about the ksh, but the certainly the, <laughs> the, yeah, bit, yeah. the hum. Yeah. I would take my hood off, actually, I've got to say. That's, you know, obscuring his view a bit, isn't it? Now, I think they've painted it over again, but uh, there were certainly bits where you could see the metal rod. You can tell that Ben Kenobi bit of retconning feels you know he's not quite up to scratch with his lightsaber work here there'd be more Jedi power work wouldn't there going on and more kung fu moves in the new oh, films that, that bit that bit hey, look, you can see the metal rod still yeah. still yeah. they haven't sorted it out really yeah well I'm kind of glad about that yeah. it's good to leave some stuff in god knows he's taken enough out <laughs> well, I was, uh, I was listening to a, uh, a uh, it was like a, a question and answer thing with Bob Robert Zemeckis about the Back to the Future thing, mm-hmm. um, and somebody was asking him, saying, "Well, you know, there's a wire on Doc Brown on top of the, the clock tower in the film, and you can see it, you know, holding him up." Mm-hmm. And he said, "Would you, would you go back and you know get rid of it?" And he goes, "No, I'm not going to touch that film. Going to completely leave it as it is. It's yeah. of the time. Yeah, yeah. very much so." Yeah. Um, and you look at the film now, it's only got a few special effects in it, but they're all brilliant. Mm. 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 And this this still works, you know? So we're at Robert Smackis, um Pam Rose, who we said about in that earlier scene with the cantina. Yeah. I didn't realise she was the body double for Jessica Rabbit. Yeah. So I'd lusted after her and not even realised it. She just told, talked she, over Ben Kenobi getting killed. You should have told her that. Ben, ben who? <laughs> God. <laughs> Alec Guinness, like, he's turned into a pile of puff. <laughs> I love that moment where he just treads on us. It's like, oh, where did he go? My next door neighbour told me a lie That's after, magic, after Star Wars. That's he told me a lie that in the well. next it film, is. Ben Kenobi was coming back but wearing a gas mask to stay alive. So he would come back but look very much like Darth Vader with this big breathing apparatus to stay alive. That's just mean. It is. He was one of those sort of next door neighbours. I hate Him and like his that. sister both. Lied a lot. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's quite chilled out considering what they've just been through. <laughs> it's, it's, it's unfortunate that Ben Kenobi had to disappear in like a puff of smoke. Don't break the chessboard, Mark. Because, you know, everything else is quite physical in this film, isn't it? Mm. And I know he's supposed to be a bit of a magical wizard, but... That's taken a little bit beyond, you know. If, if you're going to kill a Jedi, they tend to just fall over dead. 
Then it just disappears. No, but he he gives himself to the Force, which is a, for the same reason that Yoda disappears in uh, Return of the Jedi when he dies. It's a technique that uh, Yoda's taught him. Oh, okay. Right, okay. I get it. Was that a retcon? Um, no, do you know what? I don't think it is. I think that was the idea behind him disappearing in this. Okay. I don't this think so. This is a cool scene. The, the, it, it, this is absolutely an Akak gun kind of thing, isn't it, from the Second World War? Yeah. Like no. a feeling is an Akak. Chunk, 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 chunk. It's got the four barrels and it goes in and out. Oh, the only bit of 70s graphics there. Again, great sounds for the... Considering the lengths they've gone to with the grading, though, that looked pretty pretty ropey, didn't it? Look, look so at, does this. Yeah. I like you it. see how the black map. the Starfield is and then yeah. they... Mm. Haven't they got a contrast button? <laughs> Ooh, get you, Simon. Well... Dear George, your contrast is yeah, crap. Considering the amount of effort you've put into other scenes, <laughs> I cannot believe that you've left. <laughs> oh, look, he's just sitting in front of a grate there, warming himself up. I love the way oh, it look, you see, that you was see bad that? as well, yeah. wasn't it? Oh, it's terrible. Can they, honestly. You didn't need that. You could have cut it out. But again, I, I love the way they move. It takes me back to the arcade game. Do you remember Do you, that? I was just thinking about that, Mark. Oh. Just thinking about that. Loved it. Have you How seen cool my, was that game? You're always going on about my Star Wars t-shirts. Have you seen my Star Wars video game t-shirt? No. No. no it's the... Wear it next time. I will do. Uh, every every single time we get together to do any kind of podcast, we must have done about 20 now mm-hmm. uh, or more, <laughs> you wear a different Star Wars t-shirt every time. Yeah. Have you really got that many? No. Mm, okay. You've just got the memory of a goldfish. I Every time we do a out. podcast, you always wear a different shirt. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> the game was, I was saying, it really stood out because you had like, pieces of um, dialogue from the film. Yeah, which yeah, that's right. I think it was quite new for its time, wasn't it? The graphics yeah, as well. Yeah, you had those sort of wireframe yeah. 3D graphics. I remember my, my mate mm. rang me up and said, you must come down to the arcade. Mm. You've got to see this game. And then the fact that it was a sit-in one as well. I know yeah. they did stuff, oh. but you had to sit in it, didn't you? Oh, no, yeah. Genius. Just couldn't get over it. Loved it. And like you say, because it had the voices on it, it mm. just felt like you were immersed in it. And they did do um, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi games as well, didn't they? The Empire Strikes Back was very similar. It had the walkers, but it, yeah. was, it was vector graphics. Just mm-hmm. like... but, I, was, um, I was really excited about Lego Star Wars when it first came out. I was absolutely hooked on Lego yeah. Star Wars. It's Brilliant, brilliant, genius little game. A lot of humour in it as well. Tons of humour. Mm. But got to, by the end of it, I think, I was kind of a little bit, okay, they've messed with this world enough now. I want to I leave it alone a bit. Mm. But I really did find it quite fun. A, a kind of an amazingly addictive game as well. Yeah. What is smacking? They are so going to get married. Ah, I care. Yeah. It didn't It didn't even occur to me, it must have been to do with my, it didn't even occur to me that Han Solo and Princess Leia would get together. In fact, I was quite, I kind of a little bit 
um, you were hoping it wouldn't happen. Well, in the Empire Strikes Back, yeah, I just thought, hands off, he's she's Luke's, you know. Yeah, yeah. Empire. How wrong that would have been, eh? I know. Like that and get his hair. Terrible, man. Just think of that. Sort it out. <laughs> no wonder he gets all the women. Look at him. Look, cheeky smile. Good quiff. Yavin for. Oh, is that? No, hang on. No, that's Yavin. And then the moon is Yavin for. Is this right. been touched up? That looks too good. I don't think it's been. This a lot looks of too good as well, is it? No, not necessarily. No, I think that's as it was. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I really like this scene. Just coming into a forest park. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody did that, didn't they? Did yeah, I think that was. Um, was that Family Guy again? Oh, about Speedy. Yeah. Family Guy. Schmamily Guy. There's been so many, haven't there? Yeah. Parodies. Mm. Mm. Robot Chicken as well. Robot Chicken's great. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, Star Wars. <laughs> it's all part and parcel of that, the, um, <clears throat> of, of what it's become. It's a lot of walking for R2-D2. It's obviously getting paid to walk as opposed to sitting there being driven around by the remote I love control. the noises R2 makes. It's like, oh, that's coming out of me. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah. And the, and the great thing, again, about all the characters, they're all used. There's a reason f- to have them in the film. R2 is so important. Mm. He's probably the most important character in the whole film. Because <laughs> he can give some... The in the saga, possibly, the, death the, the droids are the... Um, well, no, yeah, probably R2, because 3PO doesn't really come into the first one, does he, much? No, no great. Being made. Episode one, that is. That's right, yeah. Being made by... Mm. Now, this, for me, as a kid, was the dullest part of the film. I didn't find it that interesting. Until. Until what? Totally in a minute. Simon, you're the uh, the art chap. Is this traditional animation, or are they using CG for this? Yeah, using CG, mm. as far as I'm aware. Again, that must be pretty early days for It that. was, absolutely. But it's not just that, is it? The um, The cameras were... Um, computer controlled as well, weren't they? For the the final scene, mm-hmm. <laughs> spotty kid. Yeah, there are. Quite a Do you know? I'm kids. looking for Admiral Rackbar, but he's not in this, is he? No, that's what it is. I'm looking for Rackbar, and he ain't there. The fish boy, fish boy, flying <laughs> fish boy. Mon Calamari. <laughs> I like that. It's called Mang- Mon Calamari. Brilliant. So I immediately think about fried cumin, <laughs> calamari and squid you know, and stuff. I've got to be, like he says, impossible even for a computer. Right? This is the this is the setup we missed. We didn't see him being a great pilot. See, the T-16 he means is, you know, that, that three-winged thing that he plays with. Yes. Back in his... And that's the scene that they they used in the radio show, wasn't it? He was flying his T-16 around the canyon, mm, wasn't that's it? That's right. They were racing. What a gaunt man. <laughs> Good eyebrow work. Perfect casting, though. Yeah. Look, he does it all with his eyes. He barely moves his face. Mm. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like a human goat. I don't know why I'm laughing. Anyway. Human goat face. See, that flight suit works. It all makes sense. It does. You know, it's not over the overboard. Somebody was wearing a fantastic flight suit, weren't they, at... Um... Unity the other day. 
What, this one? The this orange flight suit. flight suit. Did you see the guy? No, I didn't oh, see yeah. the, the... This is the convention we were at, yeah? Yes. No, I didn't. Hmm. This, again, is another nice little touch where you think, that's it, he's got his money, he's yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah. And I believed he disappeared, actually. So when he did turn up at the end, uh, spoiler, um, it was a real surprise. And it it's, was a, uh, it's a weak moment. It's another moment. thing with the prequels, isn't it? There's no ambiguity to the to the main characters. No. You know exactly who they are. Yeah. There's Don't you mean... The, the, these are well-rounded characters. They're believable. Yes, yeah. They're kind of weirdly. They're they are obvious stereotypes. Mm. But you get a bit more, I think. Uh, maybe it's in the acting, not the dialogue. Mm. She's always got good makeup on. Look at those eyebrows. Well plucked. <laughs> Talk about Mark Hamill, obviously. Yeah. Glad it was on the cheek. That's all I can say. <laughs> now, Again, here we go. This is a scene put back in. Biggs. See, I never really understood why they put this scene with Biggs back in, but not the one at the start of the film. Exactly. Very odd. Oh, yeah. Kind of forgot about this scene, actually. Maybe they cut him out because he's got such a terrible moustache. <laughs> uh, I think I'd probably upset wasn't a lot of people who've got terrible moustaches. The, the guy who played Biggs. <laughs> wasn't, hey? he, wasn't he in Doctor Who at some point, the guy who played Biggs? I'm trying to remember this. Know, Something came up in magazine I feel recently. like some kind of disco music should play every time he's on. <laughs> Biggs Dark Lighter. That was a terrible name, wasn't it? Oh, a bit like Skywalker. Skywalker's good. Dark light. It just sounds like it's a, a dark lighter. Wasn't he originally Luke Starkiller, or did I imagine that? Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Starkiller. Mm, he was Starkiller, originally. Bad name. Some great names in this film, and the odd bad one. Do you think some outtakes where somebody just wipes out by smacking their head on the bottom of a ship? <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Is he? I love all this. Who's he doing that to? Because no one's actually moving. No, no. <laughs> now, one of these pilots is Ewan McGregor's uncle. Yes. No way. Well, Wedge. Wedge Antilles. Yeah. yeah. Really? Well, he's, he's the only other pilot who appears in all three films, isn't he? Yes. Uh, Dennis Lawson. Yes. Well-known actor. He's been in lots of stuff. Do you know... We probably all owned an X-Wing, didn't we? No. I the, did eventually. The big one. No. That yeah. opened up the wings. Whoosh. I played with that so much. And we had, I've probably said this before, we had Star Wars wallpaper. Ah, hang on. You know, we, we did the black hole uh, commentary. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you remember me saying I thought a bloke was in The Empire Strikes Back? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's in this. Oh. I think it's the bloke to the left of Princess Leia at the... Or you may just look like him, right? What was what was he playing in the black hole? Oh, the the or who was he playing? The captain. Um, there he is. He is. Dennis Lawson. Yeah, it could be. 
Anyway, we had Star Wars wallpaper as kids, yeah. <laughs> which is apparently worth a lot. A bit strange, though, wasn't it? <laughs> but the funny thing is, me and my brother shared a room, and I wanted Superman wallpaper. He wanted Star Wars, so we had one half of the room was done in Star Wars. The other your half, your brother was cooler than you in Superman. Yeah, well, I was younger, <laughs> and um, it met in the middle. And there's a there's a kind of weird there was a weird moment where Superman had his f- arm out, and he was like in a an opposition with Princess Leia at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't realised that until years later. So cool. Brilliant design of ship as well. I just love the design of the X-Wing. Mm. Genius. It's very kind of a bit like the Liberator, but tiny version. Blake 7 reference. Yeah, I can kind of see that. Like you say, Mark, great model work on the Death Star. Yeah. You know, maybe we're saying things that people already know about Star Wars, but can't help but say when you watch the film. Again, he just walks about. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I can imagine him whistling all the way through this film. There's, there's another fantastic bit of YouTube footage, isn't there, where somebody's dubbed over James Earl Jones' voice from a different movie over really? the top of Darth Vader. Yeah, oh, it's hilarious. Because he's talking like, I think he's talking like someone from the Deep South. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so what are you talking about? And all this sort of thing is really <laughs> funny. Um, Who was the slightly overweight bearded guy that got killed? What was his name? Porkins. Yeah, he's not called Porkins. I bet I, I think he is. He's yeah. P O R K I N. Yeah, Porkins. Well, because of his weight, seemed a bit harsh. That is a bit there harsh. It. Is that the one from Black Hole? Look. I was just about to say he looks a bit like me. <laughs> oh, I'm sure that's the guy from the Black Hole. Yeah, they look... brilliant. That was done I'm... by tapping a tube, metal tube, I think, wasn't it? Something I don't know. Was it? I don't know. I love the way they make the sounds for these films. Now I've got a friend called John Hood who is a Star Wars walking encyclopedia. Mm. Right. So why isn't he with us here? This (laughs) this was slightly last minute. That would have helped. Which you may gather if you've listened to this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What this? What this? And he will probably be if he's listening to this. He'll be sitting there going, "You complete idiots! (laughs) You've missed that fact. You've missed this." Well, he actually has a blog called Generation Star Wars. Oh, right. Okay. Is it worth I, I, I think, well, I'm hoping that the point of what we're doing now is that we're just having a chat about it, really. Mm. Um, that it's a shame not to make me look like a bit less of the geek of the three of us. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Come on, any more facts, Simon? Any more facts? Um, General, D- General Dodonna, I think is his name, the guy behind. General Dodonna? Yeah. Unbelievable. He doesn't even say anything, does he? General Dodonna. Um, well, he, was, he was giving the talk, wasn't he? Imagine that coming at you. God. Of course, Wedge Antilles is, as I say, is uh, what's uh, Dennis Lawson, Dennis isn't Lawson, he? Yeah. Um, and I think it's his, especially his father, is Bale Antilles, <laughs> who is the guy who runs the 
uh, blockade runner, the ship right at the start that Princess Leia's on. Right. No. Can I just say, when uh, Darth pulled out there, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, his, his bow tie fight, what's his fight if, called? If Darth had pulled out, this <laughs> film wouldn't have happened, would it? Is it, is it a bow tie? What's the name of Darth's <laughs> ship? Is that a tie fighter as well? Um, it's a... Um, experimental class i think it's dicky boat ship or whatever because you'll see more of them in the other films and you'll see interceptor ones that come later haven't you yeah the ones with the pointed wings Uh, people probably know this um when you when you look at him in the cockpit it's like he's chalking a cue for snooker table yeah what is he doing in that piece what is he actually doing with his fingers and hands recalibrating his um right i even as a kid I thought that he was like, it's almost like he's chalking a cue for snooker or pool. <laughs> Seriously, you'll look at that and you'll never be able to look at it again without thinking about it. Maybe my dad's told me that, actually. Stay on target. Oh, you know they're not going to do it. Because they're not Luke Skywalker. See? Y-wings are rubbish. You can only do the job in an X-Wing, mate. Forget it. Here he is. What? Johnny's just come in with our razzle. <laughs> Look at those chops. <laughs> I love those sideburns, man. If anyone listening who's not in the UK, uh, not probably as old as us, will have no idea what you're going on about there. Do you know what I don't either? So <laughs> you don't. I don't know what the you're talking about. Kids program called Johnny Briggs and the guy who just spoke to uh, yeah with Peter the side yeah, yeah, played Johnny Briggs's dad. It was a kids TV show. What was it about? It was about a little kid called Johnny Briggs. Yeah, big ears as well. Going back Did to your earlier comments. Yeah, a lot and of actors our, in the seventies are big ears. Razzle was a little dog. Yes. Right. I didn't really. Yeah. Again, that's a very World War Two looking gun. Kachong, kachong. Rubbish, aren't they? The, the what's rubbish? The uh, the fact that they're firing down the tube, or whatever that is, the crevasse. What is this thing called? The guttering of the Death Star, and missing the X wings completely. Well, the whole idea of them staying close to the thing is to. Can I just ask why they've got this hole again? What is it? This is it a vent. It's a vent, yeah. For what? An air vent. It's just it's a play on Dam Busters, isn't it? Let's face it. Yeah. It's based on Dam Busters. Yeah, it is. They they should have had it bouncing. Just, to, just trying to find the weak point. Yeah. Yeah, they should have had. Yes. Why not? That'd have been fun. You think he's going to do it? But you know he ain't going to because he ain't Luke. You missed your turn. Uh, I think it just impacted on the surface, didn't you? It didn't go in. I'm a failure. <laughs> Simon, you're such a nerd. Why? What did he say that I missed? Uh, he's quoting lines before they even come up on the screen now. Really? Yeah. Go on and do a few more. On no. The, you're on the spot now. No. I don't perform. Come on. I'm not a performing monkey. Yes, you are. No. Can you, can you do the uh, quotes in, in a zippy? In zippy. <laughs> for anyone who doesn't know what we're on about here, we do another podcast for, uh, for Starburst magazine. It's called the Blue Box Podcast. Yeah. Which we also do with another chap called J.R. Saffold. He's been on the very first episode of Nerdology. And it's all about Doctor Who. And 
we go slightly off tangent at times, and for some reason, Simon has got this amazing talent for doing the voice of Zippy from Rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it often yeah. turns up. It does. And it's hilarious. But he doesn't do it to order. No, don't do it to order. Full throttle. Have they got a throttle? Really? How do you how do you fly one of these? Have you got like pedals like a gearbox, <laughs> or do you just squeeze the handles and I don't know? You fly a thing. How do you fly a plane? It's getting late, isn't it? Come on, nerdy! No, no, seriously, I want to know how they're f- how that's moving, and you should know, Simon. What? How what's moving? How's, how how does the X wing fighter move? What are they actually doing to make it move? Well, those engines, four engines. Yeah, there. yeah. What are they pushing to make oh, them he's work? He's got a yoke, hasn't know, he? Like they have on a. You don't know. Well. Great. <laughs> I've got you. Finally, at the end of the film, something you don't know. <laughs> How does a, da- a TARDIS move? Well, it's the central console, isn't it? Well, that's no. That's how you, you press about eight buttons and it moves. All oh, right, well, there you well, go. I mean, we're not moving the joystick and it just, moves. Yeah, it's just we don't see what goes on here. Oh, Biggs has gone. <laughs> little sound effect there. We've lost, we've lost Biggs. <laughs> that came out really rubbish. It did. I need to do the hand. Oh, I bigged you up. Hang on, <laughs> what was that? Center foul. Use the force, look. <laughs> <laughs> look, he's chalking a cue. I love that bit. Yeah, that's great. Now, if you heard a voice in your head, right, and it says, use the force, let go, Luke, use the force, you'd think, would you trust that voice? Seriously, would you trust that voice? Or would you just go, God, you know what, I'm going a bit mad, a little bit stressed. If I trusted the little voice in my head, I wouldn't be friends with you, Lee. This is quite true. You'd have murdered me years ago. Sorry, <laughs> weeks. Again, chalk in the queue. Oh, <laughs> oh man! You need to overdub what he's saying there. In R two language. Mm. <sighs> See, they're being quite tardy there. Tardy. They're under attack. Yeah, taking their time. Yeah, well, there's confidence. Their button. confidence is their weakness. Well, you see. I think that works. That's a massive great hole in the side of their well, Death Star. I think I think that works. I think. Oh it... yeah, there we go. What? Ah, oh, and everyone in the cinema cheered. Here he is. Yay. We did. We did cheer. I think as a kid, I there stood up goes. actually at this point. Whose stomach's gurgling? Mine. Sorry. Did you have any tea? I tell you what, the guy standing next to Colonel Duggan, whatever his name is. Got a great set of whiskers. Oh, boom! boom. Oh, so you know, um, in the Star Wars comic, going back to that, there was a story before Return of the Jedi where I think I think it was between Empire and Return of the Jedi where the Empire built another space station and called it the Tarkin. I think it was after Star Wars, actually. So they preempted mm. the second Death Star in Return of the Jedi. 
Mm. Obviously, none of it canon. They called it Tarkin. I don't think anyone really worries about canon in Star Wars anyway, do they? I think that's possibly a uniquely Doctor Who fan thing. Yeah. Did they, oh, no, okay. so did it's they build Star the... Trek is more anal than anything, isn't it? Did they, <laughs> did they build the... Uh... It is. <laughs> did they build... Any complaints, send them to at Simon Brett on Twitter. <laughs> that's <laughs> at Simon Brett. No, I love Star Trek as well, but... Did they build this Tarkin Death Star in, you know, in the image of of Tarkin? It was like a gaunt, hairless goat. Yeah, like a big head in space. <laughs> no, I, I can't remember. I can't remember. <laughs> With big eyes. Yeah. Looking around. Yeah, you're right, it's late. I always thought his yellow jacket was really cool. Polystyrene wall. Not very believable. Sorry, George. That, on the other hand, is rather good. That was um, CGI'd. People patched in. Because I think it was cardboard cutouts or something ridiculous. Mm. New hairdo. Mm. That's just Luke. And now they all get a chocolate medal. She's got a cute nose. He knows it. So who, what's that bloke called there? Which one? The one with the cap on in the right-hand corner. I don't know. Bob. Look, there he is, the whisker man. He's behind Princess Leia again. Look at those whiskers. Know, wow. Look at them. Loads of them. Look at those beauties. Moustache festival. I nearly said something rude then. <laughs> I forgot what I was doing. <laughs> he needs a wee. Uh, somebody's buffed up 3PO. Yeah, he's yeah, really shiny, looking though. quite shiny, aren't they? It's the Wizard of Oz moment. It is. Hang on, doesn't somebody stand on a box? Ah. Doesn't somebody stand on a box? What do you mean? Did I miss it? I thought Princess Leia stood on a box to give Chewie a medal. Are you thinking of the comic? I seriously, seriously thought she stood on a box at the end of that. I'm bitterly I disappointed think you're she didn't. Of the comic because I've seen that scene as well, but not in obviously not in the film. Yeah. No, I think it was in the comic. Oh my! Did you used to get the comic? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, my brother did. I stole it. Yeah. Because wow. they did do a story that led straight on from that, didn't they? Mm. Um, yeah. But I seem to remember that, yeah, Chewie needed to have a medal as well, and that's what she Yeah, did. yeah, she did, and I just thought that happened there. There you go, John Barry, look, production designer. And Brilliant. you thought he only wrote music for John's, James Bond films. Not the same John Barry. <sighs> no. Okay, right. <laughs> and fantastic score by John Williams. We must mention that. Uh, one of the best. Uh, we had uh, the double album of it actually mm-hmm. at home and I remember the music so vividly John Dykstra was Beautiful. that the guy who went off to do Battlestar Galactica didn't he split off from ooh did he silly man Ralph McQuarrie <laughs> who we, we lost recently didn't we died earlier in the year I think John Mollo good name Ben Burt <laughs> Bob Minkler I like that one Ben Burt actually appeared in the prequels didn't he in the end Bunny, Bunny Allsop. 
Maybe some Tuck for Wiimoto. Yeah, I think the, Mirror, I think the podcast yeah. has uh, probably ended now. We can't do a commentary <laughs> on the name, well, surely. Or can we? <laughs> Vicky Witt. Ralph Planet McQuarrie. and Satellite Artist. Oh, Ralph McQuarrie. There you go. Get to look up his work. Bill Tippett, of course. Um... Of course. <laughs> Who? <laughs> He did all the puppetry. Um, did he? Yeah, a lot of the, the model work and what have you. He's a clever okay. man who, I, I'm guessing, pioneered the fast motion uh, animation. You ever heard of fast motion? No. They used it, um, well, to best effect for the Tauntauns in The Empire Strikes Back. Oh, so yeah. So it's like stop motion where you do frame mm. by frame, but what you actually do is in between you do little movements with the puppet so you get a smoothness. Okay. So like, you know, yeah. Yeah, Tauntauns, they're brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I couldn't Love them. There's that wonderful part where um, he has to try and keep himself alive by busting open the gut of a Tauntaun and kind of slipping inside, which was disgusting. They smelled bad on the outside. Yeah. But again, very realistic. I think I've said before, uh, someone who did the most amazing Tauntaun impression basically consisted of going... Like that. <laughs> right, I think that's time to end this podcast. Hey. <laughs> what? Only now? <laughs> yeah. Top that. Yeah, well, you'd be on to do zippy impressions. I've, I've got to be say. honest. You know, I think if if anybody's lasted this long listening to us, uh, thank you. You know, we want to give you a medal, and I'll stand <laughs> on a box and give it to you if you're tall. <laughs> Very quickly before we go. You two guys can be heard on www.phonic.fm. Yep, and the name of the show is The Phonic Screwdriver, so come along and, and say hello on Facebook. Here's some of the older shows on Mixcloud, if you just put Phonic Screwdriver. Indeedy. And also on the Blue Box podcast, which you can get from iTunes, and also from starburstmagazine.com. Well. Yes, you can, yeah, yeah. Thank you again, Mark. It's been fun. Yeah, yeah. it's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, if you want to get in touch with the show, we've now got an email address, which is nerdologyuk at gmail.com. And we're on Twitter and we're on Facebook. Come along and like us on Facebook. Um, so that's pretty much wrapped it up. Indeed. And if you can't find us on any of those things, just think hard because we're all connected to the <laughs> Use force. The force. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Cheers. Cheerio. Oh. Uh-huh.